It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Welcome in. It's a football Friday at Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. Happy to be with you. I'm Jeff Parles. On my right, Vinny Maliulo and Hadnall today. Hadnall. Chris Andrews. What's going on, pal? It's good to have you. Answer. You, are, you are really, really Stepping looking at it here today. I, this is a, it's hard to see, but this is a Penn State tie. Uh-huh. So I, I figured they might need all the coaching help they can get. This is a good coach's look. But also, when I left the house and I, I got, just got this hat, a couple, you know, it's a beauty. Per, couple people helped me, including Vinny. It's a beauty. And this other guy, I said, I look like Roxy Roxburgh's <laughs> fat brother. And uh, Roxy helped me pick out this hat, too. So here I am. You look sharp, buddy. Excellent. Thank you. Excellent. No, it, it, I feel underdressed. No, I do, well, too, now. You know, sir, the, the doctor told me to start wearing a hat. Mm-hmm. You know, bald guys, the sun. Yep. The, we're in Las Vegas, in case you didn't know. You know, there's a lot uh, of sun. The, the, hot's very, the, the, the sun is very strong here. sun is strong. Yeah. So she told me, better, you better start wearing a hat, kid. So I, for a long time, I wore a Greek hat. And this is the truth. Okay. Uh, you know, Greek fisherman's hat. My wife and I were in Greece. We were in Piraeus, all the ports, everywhere. All, all fishermen. I never, swear to God. Never saw one person with a Greek fisherman's hat. Not one. Zero. None. Yeah, and in America, when you wear that, they call it a papu hat, which is an old man hat. Yeah, I said, well, I don't want to. I'm going to wear an, a, a hat that's out of style in Greece, you know, so I, I decided to go with this. The doctor said, yeah. wear a hat and give me a three-teamer. The three, all the three, three-teamers no, required. Worry. I know that. <laughs> Surprised it wasn't a five teamer. That honesty. was in our discussion when we were talking. <laughs> uh, yes, you definitely likes to make a wager or two. All, all I will say is, uh, Ryan, you have competition now. Ryan McCormick, of course, the uh, producer yeah. of uh, of Punchlines with Frank Nicotero, yeah, which yes. you hear Monday through Friday here yeah. on the stream at noon. Uh, Ryan always uh, fancily dressed as well. He is, yeah, sharp. It's a sharp group. It is a sharp yeah. group. That, that Vinny, is for sure. You're always in a sport coat. Vinny always in a sport coat. Absolutely. Well, and again, I, I got to compete with Vinny because he's he's got well, better hair than I do. Also, <laughs> well, I, I wear sport coats during the winter. During the summer, I wear the golf shirts. Absolutely. Uh, hey, look, what a good a good polo, good golf shirt, always very very comfortable. Never wrong in never Las wrong. Vegas. Never never wrong. You can go in anywhere Vegas. in Las Vegas. One hundred percent. All right. Before we get into football, because it is yeah. football Friday. We have a baseball game that is about to get going in Arlington. Game five, road, sweet road so far in this series. Road team 4-0. and Houston just continuing that trend. The best road team in baseball, underwater at home, and here they are with a chance to sweep the three in Arlington and go back to Houston up three games to two, Vinny. Well, I mean, and it looks like uh, Houston money has shown, as mm-hmm. Chrissy, uh, Chrissy will attest here. Uh, no real shock, right? there. Now they're on a roll. and. Verlander figures to be to be better. This is this is a Verlander spot. Although Montgomery uh, has has done a, a, a heck of a job for the Rangers, so I think if the Rangers are gonna if the Rangers are gonna have a chance in uh, in in this series to get to the World Series, this is a game that they have to have. I mean, uh, I think the Astros have found their stride. Uh, obviously, forget you know now we can kind of put aside uh, their their home record. Uh, uh, so when you know when this one's over and they get back to Houston, but uh, money for the Astros here, Chrissy. Money for the Astros for sure. Uh, boy, I really, I, I just don't like this Astros team. You know, just going back to the cheating scandals and all that other stuff. I just really just don't like. I mean, I love Dusty Baker. I think he's great, uh, but I just can't root for this team. I hope Texas wins this. You know, conversely, I love Bochi. I think you know, Hall of Fame manager. Um, yeah. So anyway, I think. 
you know, Texas, but Vinny said it right. Texas needs to win this one. They really do. Got to win this. They're going to win this series. I have no feel at all for either of these baseball games today. Uh, of course, this is the, the dynamite pitching matchup where Jordan Montgomery mm-hmm. looks like old school Andy Pettit yeah. so far this postseason. Yeah. And Verlander, uh, shaky in game one of this series, but it's still yeah. Justin Verlander in a playoff spot. So I, I, I didn't do anything with this game today. And I don't think it's surprised either. Money to the over. So not, not eight a and a half to uh to been a high scoring series so far. <clears throat> yeah, so no real surprise that uh uh that the folks are uh, siding with with run scoring. The uh the later game, we'll just hit this one real quick before we get to uh college football here. Uh Chris Sanchez, uh Joe Mantiply, the pitching matchup we all dreamed of here today, a bullpen game for Arizona. Uh Diamondbacks got on the board yesterday, dramatic yeah. fashion, Kitel Marte. Great game. Great game, low scoring, mm-hmm. run scoring single in the bottom of the ninth to get the Diamondbacks on the board in the series. Uh, you guys opened a dollar and a quarter on Philly. They took Philly initially, but the buyback has come on the D-backs here. Hey, we're at a dollar twenty-six. No, I know. It's not like it's moved that much. You yeah, know, Lane, but uh, you know we're getting some good play. Baseball handle has been fantastic. Um, Fortunately, we haven't won too many of them, but uh, the handle's been great. <laughs> Hence the fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic for yeah. That's for coming back. the other yeah. side of the counter so far. Uh again, this uh Phillies Phillies are still the favorites to win the whole thing right now in the futures book right yeah. now, guys. Yeah. 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 Uh Phillies a dollar twenty. Yeah, six to five. Still the favorites right now, up two games to one on the Arizona Diamondbacks in the NLCS. All right. It's football Friday, so let's talk some football, guys. Let's uh let's go real quick here. Vincenzo. SMU at Temple tonight. The game, another game. Philadelphia waiting for this one tonight, not the Phillies. Uh, Temple's a twenty-three and a half point underdog at home, fifty-four to total on this one tonight. Yeah. In the AAC. Uh, SMU uh, getting the money here, right? I mean, uh, uh, twenty on the opener. Uh, they laid everything up to to where we're at right now. So, uh, gonna need the gonna need the uh, the Philly side tonight. Yeah, you know, I, I tried to stay ahead of this. I made the number twenty-three. You know, so I mean, the, I thought the uh, the opener was a little cheap. We tried to stay ahead of it a little bit, but now I think it's come to where, right about where the numbers should be. Yeah, it, Temple rough go of it so far sure. this year. SMU with a with a pretty good offense. Yet again, not much mm-hmm. of a shock. Uh, before they move to the ACC, hey, look when you have SMU and uh, and Boston College uh, in an ACC game, you got to throw out the record books next year <laughs> when we get that uh, a year from now. All right, the game of the day. The game of the year so far, I would say, in college football, surpassing what we got last week, which was awesome in Seattle. Chris is dressed for it at the shoe, Penn State, on the road at Ohio State. Both teams undefeated. The winner of this game will have the inside track to the the Big Ten East. Of course, both teams have to see Michigan Mm -hmm. later in the year. Chris, not a ton of movement. On this game for you no, guys. and you know I had a guy, a good friend of ours, who texted me before we went on the air. He said, you know, kind of um, specify what these two teams would be on a neutral, sure. And what does the home field mean? <coughs> Excuse me, I'm still getting over my cold. But uh, now this is my own personal ratings. I give Ohio State a four point home field advantage, and I do also have Ohio State. Two points better than Penn State. So I think this number is a little bit cheap. Now, we're doing great business on this one. So no reason to move numbers or anything like that. But I do think the number is just just a shade on the low side. Now, I think Vinny thought Ohio State had a five-point home field advantage. That's, you know, 
listen, that's why we have gambling. Things guys have different opinions. So, that, but that's mine. Right there, I uh, you know I think my uh, uh, initial my raw power rating is as close to Chris. I I just think um, that the home this is one of the stronger home fields. Uh, Penn State's got a terrific home field as well, right? But obviously we're at the you know at the horseshoe here. So um, I I think a little bit of an edge too. I think the the wide receivers. If you if you look at both these teams have an advantage, right? I would say you give a slight edge to Penn State at quarterback. Um, both pretty good offensive lines. I think Ohio State has the edge at wide receiver, which which is obviously important. So it comes down to, you know, the power rating and the uh, adjustment on the uh, uh, with the home field. Now that doesn't mean you just take okay. What's the difference in the in in the power rating, and then you you factor in the home field, and then you just go automatically with the number. You kind of get a feel for what you think and anticipate what betters are going to do with the number two, and they figure this to be a pretty close. Matchup. So, uh, on Monday opens four. They laid it. It's been four and a half ever since. So yeah. it's it's and there's two way action with it. And there and there will be only the only disappointment, I guess, is that it's a nine o'clock start. But the betters will will you know they adjust. I've o- I've always said that betters show up. They they know they, it's at, at they nine know o'clock it's an early here. game. Yeah. So and <clears throat> and the beauty of, of 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 the game for for the saw point is that the saw point is is open it's going to be open all night too so not just the app but the walk up business as well so a three shift town and uh uh the uh the 24 uh, hour aspect helps and oh, help a word end. about the power raise it just gives yeah. you a place to start yeah of course you know i mean you're not going to make this number 20 you know what i mean it just the the power raise just give you so i made it 6 then he maybe likes five, whatever, or four or whatever. But we're right in the ballpark. Yeah. And then from there, you got to figure, what are they going to – what's a public going to bet? How do I want to stand on this game? And that, like I said, we opened at four. I kind of like the favorite at four. But, I mean, you know, you make a number six and it opens four. I mean, you're going to jump yeah. you know, through hoops to go lay the four? Of course not. So we're at four and a half. The betting's been fantastic on this game. Uh, side and um, Side and money line. Let me check the total real quick because I don't think forty-five and a half. Yeah, we didn't have anything on the total either. So you know, looks like so right now this is a a fantastic betting game with tons of action and not much movement. This game all depends about the quarterback play for me. Yeah, what are we getting out of McCord? What are we getting out of Aller? Right, Uh, McCord. Of course, I I thought he was okay in the Notre Dame game. He did enough, and of course, Notre Dame having ten guys on the field in the last play of the game that helps. But I. It's a different test here now that since we're in conference play, it's in your own building. So maybe it helps McCord out a little bit. Mm -hmm. And for Aller, this is his biggest test. He's been good so far this year. Now, Penn State hasn't really played anyone leading into this game. So it'll be interesting to see how Aller handles the environment in Columbus, which will be 100,000 strong there at the shoe. And how he handles playing the best team Penn State has played by a pretty significant margin this year. I just remember some of those old Steelers Super Bowl teams. You know, I grew up adoring. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know, some of the guys would say, you know, we're not great all the time, but we're great when we have to be. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I look at that with Allard right here. He, he, he's been good. He's been real good. But if he's going to be great, and I know there's a lot of expectations out of the Penn State people, if he's going to be great, this is a game where he might have to be great. And let's just let's see what he's made of. You know, not everybody's made for these big moments. 100%. I would lean to Penn State 
I'm not betting this game because I think the number is right at that four, four and a half. Uh, this feels like it's coming down to the wire. It's just going to be I a matter. It's just a matter of will this be a a field goal game or will this be a touchdown game? But this feels yeah. like a one score game one mm-hmm. way or another with Penn State and Ohio State. All right. By the way, ahead, just a, one one other thing you mentioned in, uh, at, at the top, Jeff, in a good point. The, you know, the game of the year. We've had yep. every week. We're going to have a game of the year. That that's and and it's not hype. It's just because of the, what it it does to impact. The, the final four and and how, how how as we move forward. So last week it was Oregon and and Washington. I and hope now, this game's as good and, as that and one. And if this yeah, yeah and, and if we keep getting these types of, of games with the kind of ramifications that we're talking about, then that's great for uh, interest and in particular betting interest as well. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, absolutely. Plenty of these games, Michigan, Penn State. When yeah, it comes, of course, up. this the, yeah. the big game, the only one that matters to Michigan and Ohio State. Later in the year. And uh, the Pac-12 may have some say on that as well Mm -hmm. uh, with the way that conference is going. Quick update in Arlington. A run already for Houston. RBI single Jordan Alvarez. 1-0 Houston in the top of the first inning. A quick start. Another another win for the yes run in the first inning crowd. Yes. And the... uh, They love the bet now. I know. They love the bet now. And it's... I'm so glad. It's one of those things I'm so glad I started doing. Right. (laughs) No, it makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, again, uh, one nothing, Houston in front on uh, on the uh, on uh, excuse me the homer by Bregman I should Bregman, say right? yeah, uh, yeah the okay. homer by Bregman yeah. to uh, put Houston up one to nothing. All right, let's go to uh, boy the the walls have caved in for Mario Cristobal the last few weeks uh, to put it politely for Miami self inflicted self inflicted two weeks ago last week I I mean what are you gonna do you just you just got outplayed by a really good team right. on the road UNC is good. And now Miami returns home to take on Clemson here. As we know, down year for the Tigers. It's not going to be a playoff year. It's probably, probably not even going to be an ACC title game year for Dabo Sweeney and company. Chris, uh, you guys opened this at two and a half with Clemson landing on the road, and the betters have taken this all over the joint. Yeah, I'm look, I, was, I like to do my charting before we get on here just to see. I, I made the game one myself, Clemson okay. one, even even considering uh, Cristo Ball is uh, the guy calling the shots for uh, Miami, Florida. Uh, but we did open two and a half. They laid me two and a half. They laid me a three. I wound up going from three to four just because it looked like I, I needed to stem the tide at that point. They took the four. They took the three and a half. And uh, right now I'm doing really good business at the three and a half, although I see mostly three out there. But, uh, you know, if you're looking for some dog play, man, I kind of favor the dog, but I have to go with my action. My action right now is on Clemson. I could definitely use a bet on Miami, so I would certainly take one. You know, I think last week also was a, a bit of a, an emotional carryover, a psychological carryover uh, that went against uh, Miami. Again, not taking anything away from North Carolina. I mean, they're right now they're positioned uh, to be in the uh, ACC title game, right? It looks like them and uh, uh, my and, uh, Florida State. So, um, but this could be a spot now where I think here's here's the challenge for uh, for Mario Cristobal. All right, let's get back on track. Let's r- relieve the pressure, okay? For let's put aside the uh, you know the, uh, uh, the 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 title game. Let let everybody else take care of their business. Let's take care of ours and get ourselves positioned as best as we can. Uh, to to get to a, a you know a very lucrative bowl game at this point you got to have to shake it off so I think that's his greatest challenge here and again you know when you look at Clemson in the last 
a couple of weeks, they've improved. They've, uh, you know, since they stumbled early, they've, uh, they've righted things as well. So this figure should be a good game. I think Chris hit a, 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 a really good point. I think betters are finding a reason to, to take uh, side with uh, both of these teams, and, that, and that's certainly good from our perspective. You know, I mean, I, I don't like Dabo as a person. I just don't like his whole act. But he is a good football coach. There's no doubt. And I think this team has improved from early in the year. And whether they continue or not, that kind of remains to be seen. But I I can see the money showing for Clemson. I do kind of like Miami in this game, though, plus anything over three. This feels like a reasonable spot for Miami coming off of what has happened to them the yeah, last mm -hmm. two weeks. A, a vulnerable Clemson team going into their building down at Hard Rock Stadium. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'd love to see it get back to four. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think so. Uh, but uh, at three and a half, I think that still would be a take with Miami uh, for this one. And if Clemson beats you, so be it. It is a coaching advantage. Even though I, Dabo, Dabo the motivator, I know, is right. at the top of the, top of the field. Dabo the football coach, since he lost his two coordinators, yeah, the not in the same guy. Coach. Yeah, I understand. Not the same guy anymore. But it, but it is, it, it's a big picture. Oh, you yeah. Know, there's yes. not just one thing involved with coaching. All those things are, are matter. One hundred percent. All right, let's uh, let's go to the team that's uh, been in the news for uh, <laughs> for some uh, some fun Belichickian stuff this week. Yeah, Michigan in East Lansing to take on their in-state rival Michigan State this weekend. Chris, uh, not much here. Twenty-four to twenty-four and a half. Back to twenty-four on Michigan laying it. Uh, total's been bet down from forty-eight to forty-six, but. All the eyes will be on this game because yeah. of the nonsense off the field with this uh, signal stealing, which is which is uh, not even technically against the rules. The way they went about it is yeah. what's against the rules. It, you know, I try to follow this a little bit. You know, I think a lot of the NCAA stuff is really ridiculous. But essentially, the guy bought a ticket and went to the game. But I think it's I think he did more than that. You know, I think that's the Michigan. Mm -hmm you know, side of things, but I think there's more to it. Uh, but that being said, I made the game 24. We've had very little movement on it. Uh, the total, um, just a little bit of play, not much at all. So uh, all the numbers look fine, but, uh, you know, Michigan state has pulled some surprises here. That one punt from, uh, what year was that? Jeff, do you remember that? Or that was, uh, that Harbaugh was there, but that oh, was, yeah. The, yeah. that was uh, early in the Harbaugh tenure where, the Michigan punter dropped the snap, yeah. and then Michigan State returned on the last play of the game for a touchdown on the last play of the game. And, and Michigan fans just sitting there, absolutely stunned, stunned including Arba. And uh, that was a—I needed the dog in that game, so I was kind of happy with it. Although I don't think I bet the money line. Uh, game of the year for Michigan State. I mean, really, you yeah. know, from a recruiting standpoint, from a you know, <laughs> psyche standpoint, everything that's going on there too. All of a sudden, now the uh, uh, the, the, the the public opinion shifts from. Everything that was going haywire at Michigan State now, going to Ann Arbor. Look, everything is everything is amplified in in in, in our society today. Uh, did they do something wrong? Look, every 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 team, every staff, everybody's trying to look for an edge, especially in this day and age of technology and uh, which you know social media gets involved in this and that. So. Um, to, to us, you know, focusing on on the. I think if you're Michigan, you you don't want to get you know lose sight of, uh, you know, don't look ahead here. But uh, Michigan State certainly, if they're going to start on the road to recovery as a program, then this is a this is an important game for them. Michigan State took an absolutely insane loss last week. 
to Rutgers. Up, oh, yeah. up, up yeah. three scores going to the fourth quarter, yeah. and they lose the game and still covered because Rutgers botched the PAT. Uh, but it really just a, a ridiculous loss the Spartans took a week ago. Uh, again, it just kind of depends on what are we getting out of a Michigan State team that has had a whole mess off the field, yeah. obviously, and yeah. everything that's happened with Mel Tucker. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening in this one. I can't possibly do anything with this game because Michigan smoking them would not shock me, and it would not shock me if Michigan well, is flat with what the uh, week they've had. Three and a half point, uh, three and a half touchdown favorite. Yeah, 24 uh, are the number right now. All right, let's go to this interesting one. Speaking about losing in ridiculous fashion, West Virginia lost in ridiculous fashion last week. A Hail Mary at the hands of Houston mm-hmm. in that one last week. And it was their first conference loss. So Oklahoma is the only undefeated left in the Big 12 now. Mm-hmm. They welcome in the Cowboys of Oklahoma State. It looked like the Cowboys were in for a bad year. They got blasted through four weeks ago by South Alabama at home. They lost in Iowa at Iowa State in Ames. All they've done since then is upset K-State and Kansas in back-to-back mm-hmm. weeks. And they've gotten it back to 4-2 and two on the season. So a nice little comeback by Gundy's squad here. Chris, they're three-point underdogs on the road in Morgantown in this one. Yeah, the mullet. You know, the mullet. another guy. I think, <laughs> you know, not, not crazy about him as a person, but he is a pretty good coach. The guy's been doing it for a long time. Uh, I, I had them rated fairly high coming into this year against what most people thought. But after the first couple of games, I lowered the hell out of them. I got to tell you, I, I was going with the uh, kind of the public mantra that they weren't very good. But they've kind of come back a little bit. And I still think West Virginia, I think, is a pretty good team. That's another team that's kind of surprised me a bit. I think it's pretty good. Uh, I think this number is a little bit cheap right now. Uh, I'm looking. We don't have a whole lot of movement or play on this game. Uh, but we do have a lot on the total, mm-hmm. and mostly to the under. Uh, from 51.5 to 51 to 49.5. So a lot of under money on this game. We've had a little bit back on the over, but but a lot of play to the under more so than movement on the game. Um, You know, Oklahoma State, credit Gundy for the for the things that he's turned around. I mean, I, we, uh, I'm with Chris. I had to lower them considerably because they, they really lost a lot uh, in a transfer portal. There were teams that we talked about that did quite well uh, and, and benefited uh, from the uh, – transfer portal or teams that did not Oak state and Iowa state were both two teams that, you know, they, they've been playing much better lately. So that, that you have to attribute to, to, to coaching. I, I give, uh, I give a Gundy, you know, credit here. So, uh, but this game back now in Morgantown, which is also, it's a difficult place to play for a variety of reasons. One of them is because how to get, you know, it's a difficult place to get to. <laughs> yeah. It's not a great, exactly. it's not an easy travel. Um, you know, I mean, so it, it's certainly, Bears, uh, Bears uh, noting there, and you know when the game uh, was at uh, uh, you know three, I-, I could see where there would be money. You know they took three and a half with the Cowboys, but I could also see uh, folks siding with West Virginia here as we get closer to kickoff. Yeah, this is one of those where with the hook, I would have taken Oklahoma State. Now at three, missed the mm-hmm. best of it, stay out of it. Uh, this game landing three makes a whole lot of sense to me. Yeah, I, even, I see a two and a half out there, so I don't think we're going back. No, I know. I would yeah. say it's probably going to go the other direction at this point. Something like 27, 24. That makes okay. a whole lot of sense to me, which would push this game over the current total okay. of 49 uh, on, on this one. West Virginia, I can't really figure out West Virginia, though, because Green can't really throw. And then last week he had to throw and they still moved the ball against Houston. 
Uh, that defense was really good early in the year and then gave up eight yards of play and that ridiculous Hail Mary to, to a Cougar team that I think is still the weakest in the Big 12. I uh, can't really figure them out. So uh, in the end on the three, we'll, we'll stay clear of that one. All right, Florida State, legitimate national title contender here. They welcomed Duke in Noah Riley Leonard a week ago. No problem against NC State, who's really going the wrong way. Uh, Chris, right now you guys are sitting in the Seminoles at home. 14 and a half point favorites against the Blue Devils. The total back to the opener of 49. Yeah, you know, this is another one. Uh, really good two-way action. Uh, they took the 14 originally. I went to 13 and a half, and they laid me the 13 and a half, laid me the 14. So I'm at 14 and a half. Not really too out of balance on the game. Made the game a little bit higher. Uh, I made it 16. So again, you know, right in right in that area. So I think 14 and a half is a fine number. Um, I think, you know, if you are betting Florida State, uh, just beware that back door being open because I think Duke can definitely put some points on the board. And if uh, – Florida State's up 17 late or, or 20 late. Uh, I think I think Duke has a great chance of covering. So this is one of those games where if you bet the favorite, you got one way to win it. Blow them out. Yeah. If you bet the dog, you got three ways to win it. Hang tough the whole game, beat them outright, or come through the back door. So, you know, if I was betting this game, even though my number's a little higher, I think I'd probably play Duke or pass. You know, Chris brings up an important point. Uh, you know, the fact that this is sitting at 14 and a half and did not get grabbed right away, uh, you know, leads me to believe that it, it probably will go up. So, but if you are, right. so if you're looking for the dog, then just wait a little bit. But, you know, typically when a, uh, a game goes from, from a 14 to 14 and a half, uh, you know, pros will tell you right away what, what, what they're going to do or not do. And in this case, they're, they're not taking the 14 and a half because they're, Probably think it's going to go a little bit higher, and I think the public's going to help drive it higher as well, Chris. You know, that's a great way, Vinny, to explain to our listeners and watchers out there that a good way to not not handicap mm -hmm. the game, but handicap the action. Uh -huh. If it moves away from that key number and the wise guys don't jump in to take it, yeah. I mean, what are they waiting for? Yeah. You, you know, go. they're either waiting for a 17 or they're looking to play the favorite mm -hmm. if they could find a 14. So it moved away from that. And you know, we see that on threes and sevens yeah. and tens and 14s. You know, numbers like that. But this would be a good indicator mm -hmm. that probably the wise guys are not going to come in on the dog. You know, but, you know, there, there's a lot of head fakes out there and a lot of late movement. And uh, like I always like to say, there's no wise guy union. Some guys, <laughs> some guys might like the dog and decide to take the 14 and a half. But so far, they have not really done that. And a 430 Pacific start, yeah, too, late which one. is going to impact, yep. I think, some yeah. things in terms of carryover, right, in, in, sure. for the number. Again, uh, with, with this one, uh, Leonard, it's not going to be Leonard. Uh, doesn't look like it. doesn't look like it's going to be Leonard. When it, I made my number, I assumed he was out. Right. Uh, his backup last week didn't have to do anything. Uh, he mm -hmm. threw one long touchdown pass. He only threw 12 attempts. Uh, didn't have to do much of anything because NC State was inept right. on offense. Duke is ago. better. So yeah, Duke, Duke is yeah, yeah. 100%. All right, let's, uh, let's, let's go to the uh, one of the commander-in-chief games here. Air Force and... Navy, the matchup in this one. The Falcons opening 11 and a half point favorites. Chris, the betters have taken the midshipmen down to 10 at home in this one. And the total, not a shock here. Service Academy game. We all know Service yeah. Academy unders and all that. Open 36, down to 33 and a half now. Well, there's another one. I, hope, I My power ratings come to like a pure 13. Mm -hmm. He ain't opening 13 on this game. Nope. I mean, they, nope. they're always playing to almost one score. 
So I opened at 11. I thought that was plenty high. It was too high. They took the 11. They took the 10 and a half. I'm sitting at 10 right now. Uh, played the game under. Um, and all that makes sense from a handicapping oh, yeah. standpoint. But you know what? I, I love watching these service academy teams. Mm-hmm. And I always kind of root for them. Uh, and I think I mentioned last week on the show, Air Force particularly, I always root for because I always say, I watch these guys play football, and I'm glad they're the ones defending this country because they, they just have a lot of guts out there playing. But this should be a really, really good game. Um, I, I mean, if it gets lower, I, I think you might be able to take a look at the, at the favorite because I think Air Force is actually a pretty good team, much, much better than Navy. But these games certainly uh, take on a life of their own, and it's usually a very close low-scoring game, as the total would indicate. You know, and to Chris's point, too, about uh, rooting for him, uh, you know, just, listen, from a uh, from a national perspective, look what's going on in the world right now. Yeah, you think sure. these, You think these, you know, brave men and women have a few things on their mind, too, besides, besides a football game. Not that they're going to be the ones immediately deployed, but family members and friends could, you know, who knows what's going to happen. So, um, you know, uh, it's this one's uh, a lot more than uh, than than a football game. But that said, look, uh, you know, they're playing for the uh, the commander in chief trophy, right? They, that round robin between uh, these two and Army, uh, which which Army is playing LSU this week. So. Yeah, right. well, I don't know why that came. Uh, you know, Army might Army might <laughs> score more points than they've ever scored <laughs> this year because they're playing LSU. But uh, all that said, this will be uh, this will be a, a game that. Uh, you know, you have a game here that's uh, actually moved more than uh, some of the other uh, uh, bigger-name mm-hmm. schools. I want to get one more game before we take a yeah. quick break here. A great one in the MAC. Very possibly a a preview of what we'll see in Detroit in December. Mm-hmm. And that is Toledo going on the road to Miami of Ohio, the Red Hawks and the Rockets. Chris opened one with Toledo laying it on the road. They yeah. bet Toledo to two. Mm-hmm. Uh, total down from 48.5 to 46 on this one in the MAC. Uh, yeah, this is a toss up game. Toledo yes, it is. Probably a little bit better, but, you know, and I don't give Miami much uh, for the home field. Let me see what I have. Uh, I say give them a one point home field. home field advantage, but it might be a little bit more in a game like this because this is such a good rivalry. And you got uh, the first team in the East versus the first team in the West. And, uh, you know, this is. Yeah, if they meet, where do they play it? Ford, Ford Field. Yep, Ford yeah, Field, yep. Yeah, for the championship. Would surprise nobody if that was the uh, ultimate playoff game here for the championship. And by the way, this is another, I, I always root for kind of like the top of this conference. Because, you know, the bottom of the conference, eh, not very good football. But the, top no. of, but the top of the conference can have some pretty good teams. And Toledo being one of them has had a, a really a terrific uh, history. Bowling Green used to, but I don't know what's happened to them in the last couple of years. But Miami also. You know, with, of course, Rosselsberger went yep. there, so it's another reason I kind of like this league. You know, so I find myself rooting for certain. You know, I root for both these teams, really, and I'm hoping for a really good game, just like I kind of root for the service academies because I think I like those people that are, that are there, and, uh, and I like, kind of like the brand of football that, these, that they play at the top of this league. This is an interesting think- spot for Miami of Ohio, actually, because you get Toledo, who is considered the best team in the league in your building, and then next week... You play Ohio and Athens, where that game will probably determine who the East representative is in Detroit. So, get the two best two best teams in the yeah. conference back to back weeks if you're the Red Hawks. And uh, they'll draw money line attention too. Right? I I think yeah, they should this week. There'll be more money line uh, uh, 
on the dog, I think. More money line play on the dog, simply because it's basically a pick game. Yeah, Toledo is coming off well, a really bad performance, even though they won a week ago. They only beat Ball State 13-6. to six. Yeah. But, uh, you know, to Vinny's point, I, I actually, we went from one to two in the game, but I have money on the money line yes. on the dog. Yep. So, uh, uh, but, I mean, that makes sense, too. Why sure. take one or two if you think plus a dime? You know? yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. 100%. Take that, take that better price on uh on the Red Hawks, again, two-point dogs right now against Toledo. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, the lowest total of the year in college football, and it's only been bet lower from here and even open. We'll tell you about that one and more when we get back. Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. Once you've satisfied your hunger, get ready for more of the hottest casino games in Vegas. Our 24-hour, 30-table, non-smoking poker room proudly hosts all the most popular poker games with a variety of betting limits. Visit the poker room for a schedule of daily tournaments. Whether you're going to hold them or fold them, the best place for poker is at South Point Casino. You'll notice that our craps tables are usually the loudest in the casino. If you've never played, join one of our free craps lessons to find out what makes this game so exciting. Check with the craps dealer for schedules and give it a roll. Bingo is also an exciting way to spend your time. We offer seven sessions of bingo every day. And each session includes a cash ball jackpot, 12 bingo games, a progressive double action game, and a $10,000 bonus coverall. Electronic units are available. If you haven't played bingo with us, give it a try today. Guests can also get in on the action at our one-of-a-kind race and sports books. Two separate rooms designed to maximize your experience and comfort. Our sports book, with over 400 seats, puts you right in the middle of the action, 24 hours a day. The friendly ticket writers are happy to help, and it's conveniently located next to the famous Del Mar Deli, where you'll find supersized portions of delicious deli items like roast beef, pastrami, and Reuben sandwiches, or soups, salads, and pizza plus spectacular desserts fit for a king. And right next door is the race book. Over 150 seats, each with its own TV screen. There are 16 interactive player terminals, so you can bet right from your seat. Welcome back in at Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Parles, Vinny Maliulo alongside. Chris will be back in a second. Be right back. We'll be right back. Trump, uh, and and uh, the hat Trump. is the hat stayed though. Oh, definitely. Cat hat can't leave. <laughs> I love it. I have it to is, break it the is, news to him. It, it is. is it, it, <laughs> it, it, how much of a hand did you have in him picking the hat? So it's funny. He 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 came back from the doctor and was was telling telling me you know what the what the doctor said about couple spots on on his scalp so i was like what you got he goes i'm gonna i'm gonna wear a hat but i don't want to wear a baseball cap and he, he he told the story about the greek fisherman's hat and everything i said i said how about a nice fedora so we're back there and we're watching games and, and then every couple of minutes you say hey how about this one how about this one? So we got we got a couple of sites up uh for for caps so yeah it was great yeah but uh rocks and then we saw roxy Last Roxy Tuesday. knows what no, that man knows so, that. Roxy had and Roxy had one on uh when we saw him last Tuesday. So uh uh yeah. It was a listen, it's a team effort here as always. Even in not not just in numbers, but in in style, you see. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, let's go to the game that's the lowest total of the year in college football. Lower than the service academy game. And, uh, Vinny, I don't think we're done moving yet on this. No. Because you guys opened Minnesota at Iowa. <laughs> I love this. You guys opened this five and a half on Iowa with a total of 32. Right. And the betters have taken the total down to 31, which, by the way, 31 is currently the market high because it's mostly 30 and a half yeah. right now. And they've also taken Minnesota, good luck, betters, from five and a half to three and a half on this game, just on the virtue that this total is so ridiculously low. You got to, you're going to bet it over just because. No, right? I can't. I, no, I actually think the total is too high still. <laughs> I, I, I mean, unless if, we, unless if we get multiple defensive touchdowns, I don't see how we see multiple touchdowns could, in this game. Iowa's defense could, could, could no, possibly. No, Iowa special right? teams could, yeah. could. I already yeah. got beat this year on yeah. an Iowa special team. I mean, this is, uh, you know, the other thing uh, about this, trip, when you have a total this low, right, it tells you that points are at a premium. And that's the, 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 the thought process behind taking uh, everything from five and a half uh, down a couple of points to three and a half. Now, what's going to be the threshold? Probably three. I think if if we get to three on this game, that's when we'll see uh, Iowa money. Um, but uh, that that correlation of a of a low total tells you the value of points in in uh, in this particular matchup. You want to have fun with numbers, real quick, Vinny? Go ahead. So. As we know, uh, Cade McManara got hurt in that Michigan State game. Yes. So it's been Deacon Hill the last three weeks. Deacon Hill's best statistical game was the first one he had in relief. And that was 11 of 27 for 115 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. That was, that was the best statistical game he's had so far. The other two, I, I can't believe That he are, started. The two that he started against Purdue in a 20 to 14 win. Six of 21 for 110, a touchdown and a pick. And then last week in their 15-6 win over Wisconsin, he was six of 14 for 37 yards with no turnovers, which actually might be his best that, stat line because he didn't turn it that's, over. That's critical though, right? But, you know, Jeff, we've talked a couple of times this week, and especially when we were talking about the, the NFL, right? There's a big difference coming in, you know, coming into a game in relief than starting a game at, at quarterback in, in that you don't have time to overthink things when you've got to come in and relief. Even though you, you talk to, to, to quarterbacks and say, you know, we've got to be prepared to go in at any time. Well, okay, yeah, you're, you're right. doesn't always happen. But when you do, there's less time to, to overthink and, and complicate things, right? But as, as opposed to now you're prepping for, in this case, Iowa. Right, and now I, I get it. It's the third third game in a row that he's had, been in this situation. But this is also a a, a, a defense that's you know uh, that's terrific too. So it's a completely different preparation, and so that's uh, uh, I think that's what, what we're faced with here in terms of uh, uh, the Hawkeyes in, in Minnesota. Vinny, uh, what, what's the lowest total you've ever seen on a college football game? I think there was. 30, and I'm trying to remember. I don't it wasn't. It wasn't so Iowa. there, I mean, so, so there is an outside a, shot that we this get is there. close this to a, yeah, well, it would, you know what? It was, it had to be like an Army Navy game. I would imagine it you was know? a service and, uh, you academy know, like a, game. Yeah, I mean, so uh, this is, but this is, look, 31. In a know? Power 5 and game? It, and it might, it, it's 30 and, and a half may, across may, the market. You might go lower. Yeah. So again, the, the fact, 
that the the total is so low tells you why points were taken because points are at a premium in this one. That's why it's moved down two points. Chris, you wanna you wanna add anything on this uh, Minnesota Iowa game? Uh, spectacular all the way around. I didn't have a bet on my eyes <laughs> rather than watch it. I <laughs> know it's uh. It, it 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 doesn't even fit the category for the offense in this game of of it's so bad it's good it's just bad like well, it's not even not even going to make that category. I'm a Penn State fan, as you know. Uh-huh. I have flashbacks to the six to four final. Oh yes, that's right. Back in whatever <laughs> six to four, the greatest final score in collegiate history, um, or any type of football. Yeah. rugby it would be a hell of a score. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. All right, let's move on, guys. Let's uh, let's go to the Pac-12. Uh, USC was exposed last week, to uh, put it politely. Notre mm-hmm. Dame just destroyed the Trojans in South Bend in every facet. Caleb Williams turned it over three times. And now they get Utah, who, of course, Utah beat USC both times a year ago in Salt Lake and here in Vegas in the Pac-12 title game. Vinny, the total has been the bigger mover in this game. Yes. From 56 down to 52 and a half, USC from six and a half to seven here. Well, I think it also that that's a byproduct of a couple of things. Utah, a, a, a good solid defense, and we saw how SC struggled against a, a, a good defensive plan by Notre Dame last week. Plus, Utah doesn't score points. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, by the way, another thing I think that got ruined uh, for SC last week was uh, Williams uh, Heisman uh, hopes. I mean, that that you you can't have a game like that, not just a loss, but significantly. Um, you know, uh, pretty dominated. Uh, you know the way the way the defense played there. So uh, in this one, it this one it's not really surprising. Probably going to toggle between six and a half and seven. Will it get to seven and a half? Possibly. Uh, again, it's it's a later game, so there's going to be some carryover element going to this one, uh, but more movement on the uh, on the uh, uh, on the total here. Chris down three points off the opener. Yeah, I think this. This looks like a number that has to be six and a half or seven. You know, six and a half, you're looking to play the favorite. Seven, if you're looking to play the dog. You see some seven showing up with some juice on the favorite. Kind of surprised me a little bit because I do like, uh, like Vinny said, the, you know, the, uh, the Utah doesn't score a whole lot, and they don't give up a whole lot either. And uh, Williams really did get, we talked earlier in the show, you have to be great when it's time to be great. And he, it was time to be great for him, and he was not. No, it was uh, it was a very disappointing performance for him. Granted, yeah, I, I thought his I thought his offensive line didn't help him at all in that game as well. But right, I mean, I don't want to throw away a guy for one bad game. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, he's still going to be the first pick in the NFL draft. Yeah, he's so. going to. Oh, yeah. I think he's going to be a terrific player. Yeah. Um, but the point was, he wasn't great last week. And I think he he faces another really big defensive challenge this week. I, you know, I think you know again, gun to my head. I think I would take the dog and just try to keep this one close because I think they yep. can do that. It's just a matter of is Utah capable of scoring? Ooh. I think seventeen. Well, I was gonna say if you can get the twenty, I think you got twenty. The or, I think I, you're I, there I, pretty. If easily. you get the twenty, you're the winner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, seventeen might be good enough in a twenty to 17, 21, 17 game. I mean, USC did struggle to move the ball against Arizona until yeah. until late in the game two right. weeks ago. So. Yeah. You know what's interesting, too, guys, is that when you think about it, you say, well, you know, Utah, they'll want to control the ball, right, and, and not get in a shootout. I got to tell you, against this USC defense, shootouts, it's just, <laughs> worse teams, there's worse teams to get in, in, into a shootout with, really, mm-hmm. frankly. I mean, let's yeah. face it, you know, so. 
Let's, let's go to another Pac-12 game. Arizona State goes up to Seattle to take on Washington. Washington, of course, a gigantic win last week over Oregon to stake claim to be the best team in the conference and also e- e- easing and giving them an out if they happen to lose one on the way here to Vegas uh, in the Pac-12 title game. Uh, Arizona State, what, is Arizona State still power-rated power last in this conference, Chris? Are they ahead of Stanford? Ooh, or are they behind uh, Stanford no, after no, what no. happened last I have, week? I have them higher than Stanford. Okay, so even with whatever that was last week from yeah. Coach Prime, uh, Arizona State still not at the bottom. Uh, Chris, a 28 opener, bet to 27, now back to 27 and a half. Total is uh, pivoted around from as high as 60 to as low as 58 and a half, settling at the moment at 59. Well, you know, I, again, power ratings, I have Washington higher. Yeah. But you just have to wonder. I mean, that was, that. first of all, Washington and Oregon, and sometimes around the country, you don't realize how bad those two schools hate each other. I mean, there's a lot of vitriol. A lot of them are recruited by the same guys, uh, come from same areas of the country. A lot of them from California, and, and a lot of them from the mountain states as well. Uh, but I think this is such a bit, that was such a big game for Washington. Listen, these are 18, 19, 20-year-old kids. You think they're not reading the press clippings and uh, yeah. going to parties and doing all that other stuff all week? You know that they are, and uh, they might not be taking this game all that seriously. I think they're clearly the better team, more than 27.5 points better. But I don't know that uh, well, it's going to be tough to back them in a spot like this coming off a win like they just had. Look ahead or, or let down more more than anything else is uh, you know is what I think the coaching staff has to uh, to guard against. And by the way, you know I'm going to credit Washington for, for that victory last week. But you talk about you know some questionable uh, coaching decisions uh, oh. throughout the game that uh, yeah. uh, that that certainly they took advantage of. Hey, give them give them full marks. Uh, uh, but in in this one here. I could see where I could see them starting off slow. You and you would want them if you're going to bet the dog here. If you're going to grab, try to grab four touchdowns, uh, you're hoping for a slow start uh, because of a little, a little, uh, uh, you know, little letdown after uh, after last week. I think this is the the classic: take the points with Arizona yeah. State and hope you get a sleepy start out of Washington. Yeah. That once they wake up. You're either or even just take a big number in the first half with Arizona State. There you go, and uh, and not even mess yeah. around when Washington wakes up in the second half. That yeah. would be another way I'd look to do this yeah, as absolutely. well. That'd be a good way to do it. Yeah, I, I you know this. Let me see what I got that first half. I didn't write that down. Arizona it's, State. Uh, while you're at sixteen and a half, 17, I'm at seventeen. Yeah, 17, yeah I I yeah. would I, in all so. honesty, I'd rather take the seventeen in the first well, half than the twenty-seven and a half. That's just, the spot. Yeah. All you need is a touchdown out of Arizona State, and you're probably you a worst touchdown, pusher. Yeah, you're probably going. Yeah. 20, yeah. 24-7 would probably be one of the worst-case scenarios. In yeah. that. In um, every first and second half available here. 100%. Game at top point. Yeah. You can so, take them twice. You, you can double dip. Yeah. You can do a, do By the way, we've got money lines on those first halves, too. Go. Not uh, everybody has those. But we I, I, I'm going to tell you, I do not want Arizona State on the first half money line. I do not want that. I'll yeah. take my points. That's probably a wise decision. <laughs> We are obligated to just make sure you're aware of it. Oh, no, that's know, good. Jeff, that's good. we have it. That's good. Uh, that, and, 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 that's, uh, and that's important. And that's important. Just having it is uh, more than half the game at this point. I've sweated some of those first half oh. dogs this year. Trust me. Oh, I, absolutely. All right, let's go to the other team involved in that game last week, Oregon. You know, 
I know it's weird to say I came out of a loss for the Ducks feeling even better about them. That team is really, really You're talented. Right. That defense, even though Penix did what he needed to in that game, that's still sure a did, really yeah. good defense. Yeah. I felt pretty confident about Knicks. Uh, I know people got on landing for that fourth down decision at the end of the game. I don't. I did not have a problem with it because if you pick it up, the game is over and Penix doesn't even touch the ball. And quite frankly, I thought if that ball got back to Washington, regardless of where it was, Penix was coming down and leading a touchdown. So I didn't dislike that decision. They get Wazoo this week. Back-to-back really bad performances by a Cougar team that I yeah. thought was actually pretty good. They yeah. can't score against US, UCLA. At the Rose Bowl, they lose that game, and they just got destroyed at home last yeah. week what by happened? Arizona. What one of the more perplexing results of the week last week. Chris, this is 20. Uh, total 60 and a half. It's kind of the same deal even with the loss last week for Oregon where it's almost like, all right, well, maybe it's a letdown coming off that deflating loss to Washington for a half against Wazoo. Well, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think that's the way Oregon will respond. I think they respond a little more in anger. But you have to look at Wazoo like, what the heck happened? Know, that yeah. was – I have a grading system. I, I'd have to check. But the – their grade may have been the biggest aberration to their to their power rating that I've had all year. I, I'd have to check. There's some. There's been some big ones, obviously, but that one has to be right up there. Forty four six last week. Just incredible because I thought they had played well. They were. We talked about them earlier in the year, but them and Oregon State being, you know, two very solid Pac twelve teams. Which uh, you know really translates to meaning that they're very good teams. Mm-hmm. And by the way, just to go off on it for a second, would you like to see both Oregon and Washington in in the twelve team playoff this year? Oh yeah. And oh By yeah. the way, I want to see, I want to see one of these SEC teams going up to you know Oregon would be Oregon, Washington, Penn State, Columbus, Michigan. Good luck. Yeah, Notre Dame. You know, in in you know December and January. Yeah. I, I I'm dying to see that. Well, anyway. we'll, we'll get we'll get it in the 12 team playoff. Sooner or later, you're gonna we're get gonna, it. We're gonna get yeah. it. Alabama yeah. or Georgia having to go yeah. on the road in an eight nine. Uh, potentially, or listen, an Ole Miss in an eight nine. Listen, we I, I agree. I don't even know if Lane owns a winner coach. SEC is the best conference, but they also stack the deck. You know, so it's also, it's, also, it's also a little more vulnerable than it's been the past few well, years. Sure. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'd love to see it this uh, year. It's yeah. going to get more vulnerable. Absolutely. By the way, the other thing, yeah. remember this about it. Arizona, we talk about the Pac-12, and they don't get a lot of play. Maybe the best coaching job in in, in the conference. Yeah, I, Jed Fish is, I, is a good coach. I'm, I'm telling you that yeah. if, if you really look at they they have not gotten a lot of publicity, but if you follow the Pac-12 like you should be, uh, out there, folks, uh, pay attention to 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 the job that this uh, this coaching staff has done. And I think what happened too with with Washington State once they lost that first game, you know, it just I think it just they had such a it was it was deflating for them. You know, sometimes a loss really takes can turn into out two. of a, a yeah. team's sales. Um, the only thing I would say too, though, Jeff, about that, that the position on the field on the fourth down, but the other one, the other two passing up on both. Field goals uh, by by Oregon in that game. Well, Remember his, his kicker so, did push so, the one that mattered the most, though. Well, yeah. he, he sure did. They were, but yeah. that was also, I think, a greater distance. Uh, uh, it, it was it was a, it was a know, little bit of it. Well, yeah. both teams failed so, in the red zone I mean, in that game. I mean, so. look, you could you know make yeah. make different cases, but yeah. uh, 
I'd love to see him rematch. I'd love to see I another would, game I with hope those that, two. I hope that's the right? matchup just due north I may we're going to see it. That would be an amazing book. amazing way for the Pac-12 to go out with that at Allegiant. Yeah. Yes, if it's Oregon and Washington yes, yet again. Would. Right here. Yeah, yes. right here yeah. in the uh, sports capital of the United States. Eight miles from us. Yeah, I think it's a little, I think it's a little less. I think, a little less, right? No, because eight is to the uh, Mandalay Bay. Oh, okay. So then it's, yeah, it's probably about eight and a half then. Yeah. I don't know. Not even. Uh, let's go to Oklahoma next. Let's go to Norman. Uh, this is a mm-hmm. 9 a.m. Pacific kick. Sooners undefeated. The only one left in the Big 12. They get Central Florida. Chris, you and I were talking about this before the show. Those new additions to the Big 12. Houston, Central Florida, Cincinnati, and BYU have been dreadful so yeah. far this year in conference play. Two wins combined between the four of them. BYU had a win over Cincinnati, yeah. and Houston's win over West Virginia was ridiculous. Had them all the way. Had them all the way, exactly. <laughs> Central Florida also blew that you ridiculously to Baylor, who may not be any good also. Yeah, Baylor's also a three-and-a-half-point dog. Yeah, week, at uh, Cincinnati. Yeah. I kind of like Baylor, actually, in that game. Uh, but Central Florida, Chris, you opened up 20, and the betters have taken them with Plumley returning this yeah. week. He played one series against Kansas and then couldn't continue two weeks ago. 17-and-a-half now. Oklahoma laying it against the Knights, so the total of sixty-eight. Yeah, they, they've they've come in on the dog in this one. Um, no, let me see my notes here. I, I'm, I really didn't have a firm opinion on this one. Um, I think I kind of favor I favor Oklahoma a little bit. I think they're just so much classier than this other team, and I think the 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 rest of the league has kind of shown that that to be true that these other teams, these newcomers, really aren't up to the class yet of the old original Big Twelve teams. You know, this could be another case of, of maybe a first-half first half play on the door. But you mentioned the Baylor game, Jeff, which I thought was good. They, they pounded Baylor in that game. Uh, yeah, and then the Against choked. UCF. Yeah. Um, and here they are now going with UCF in a, in a much more difficult spot on the road against the best team in the conference. So um, I think that what you're seeing there is – and this is not – your casual fan. This is not your your. No, it's a sharp model. better on, this on Central Florida this week. You know, money that's saying probably uh, uh, maybe uh, maybe a slow start here, uh, particularly with them being alone at the top. W- weird spot for Oklahoma because this they're coming off the bye, but we all know what happened the week before the guy the, the bye, mm-hmm. the dramatic come sure. from behind win against Texas. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those weird ones where if this yeah. was immediately after Texas, it'd be like all right, letdown spot, perfect. But after the bye week, the, the letdown spot may not be there as much as it would have been if this game was immediately after that Longhorn game. So, or or they they've for two weeks they've heard or they've been or they've been fantastic. They are well. It's also possible yeah, as well. I look at the twenty. I like Central Florida now at seventeen and a half. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to bother. I'd rather well, just have that big number instead of the the one that yeah. could very easily get toasted. Once again, what 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 key number are you looking at to see which way that it's pulled against? Right. You're looking at that twenty. We're pulled against there, or you're looking at that 17 yeah. where it hasn't gone down in there yet. So I think we're in that sweet spot right yeah. now. And, uh, you know, you're looking to play dog. You're looking to play favorite. I would say most certainly get the best of the number. Yeah, there's one 17 in the market right yeah. now. So uh, that would be where you you want Oklahoma on that one. All right, let's go to let's go to a T-Town here, Tuscaloosa for this one. Alabama and Tennessee. Boy, Tennessee kind of sleptwalked that whole way against A&M last week, but it didn't matter. Still right. found a way, covered that game, won by a touchdown. Alabama fell asleep in the middle of that game last week against Arkansas. Total control of three scores, and then all of a sudden, the Hogs came storming back, got it to field goal, and had the ball. 
with a chance to tie the game late and couldn't do it. And Alabama had to survive a not good Arkansas team last week. And now they have another game at home against the Vols. Chris, you open nine. It's now eight and a half on this one with a total of 48. Yeah, just a little bit of play on the dog. But I think Vinny was sitting next to me and all of a sudden I said, hey, Vinny, Arkansas is right in the middle of this game. What the hell happened? I turned my head for a couple minutes here. You know, I, I kind of felt, you know, Bama yeah. fell asleep. I fell asleep. Yeah. I quit watching the game. Uh, I thought Bama was going to coast because I think Arkansas, a very mediocre team this Two year. Two and five, yeah. You know, I, I thought, uh, I think I kind of liked Bama going into that game last week. I have no strong opinion here. Um, I just don't know how good Bama is, Jeff. I see them one week. They look yeah. like they could challenge for a national championship. And then you had the game last week. And now all that being said, I went into this year, I really thought Tennessee was going to be a bet against team. And uh, I think they have been you know, about what I thought they were going to be. Nowhere near as good as last year. The SEC East is in a very weird spot right now. Vinny, you and I talked about this on Monday with the injury to Bowers for Georgia, where <laughs> one. Yeah. it's a it's a, a non-quarterback that impacts the line as much as anyone in college football. And Tennessee, in that grouping right now, them and Missouri both sitting there with one conference loss right now and both with cracks at Georgia later in the year. Yes. I, crazier things have happened in college football. Again, I don't think I don't like Tennessee in this spot this week, but they beat Alabama last year. Obviously, Tennessee a lot better a year ago, yeah. but Alabama is weaker this year than they were, at least to me. I don't. I just don't know which Alabama team we're going to see this week. I yeah. mean, you know, they, they have no they, idea. They struggled early, made the uh, quarterback change, and Mayor got back. You know, he got in, and they they seen you know played a couple of games where they. Had everything, uh, you know, back on track, and then Chrissy and I, as Chrissy pointed out last week, the whole thing with Arkansas. I don't know. I think this too could be a spot though where Saban gets their attention, but Tennessee is an element to them. Maybe they're playing with a little bit of house money right now. Maybe they're better, they're better than we thought going into the uh, into the season. You know, Tennessee to me, they, they look like one of those teams that I think are ascending. The program is mm -hmm. ascending, but. Two steps forward, one back. Mm -hmm. Two steps forward, one back. I agree. I think this is the one back year. And I think they'll, you know, I have to look at the recruiting and all that other stuff. Sure. And, you know, coaching changes, which is always a million of them among coordinators. Uh, but I think this is a team that has a good chance to continue climbing that ladder. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not the biggest Josh Heupel fan. I, I think his type of offense runs its course after time. But to get the right quarterback in that system, you can have what year like you had mm -hmm. last year yeah. before Hooker got hurt. Yeah. Uh, and that defense gave up in that game against South Carolina where you can all of a sudden be right in the mix uh, for anything. All right, one last one, another SEC East game real quick. Uh, the Battle of the Columbias here, uh, homecoming weekend in Columbia, Missouri. Mizzou off of a very impressive win last week in Kentucky, down two yeah. scores, come back, yeah. really dominate that game yeah. after a fake punt touchdown really turned the tide in that one. And they get South Carolina who somehow snapped Defeat from the jaws of victory last week against Florida at the gun, basically. Chris, this is, uh, as our old friend Vinny would say, the toggler here, <laughs> seven and a half to seven to seven and a half on Mizzou here at home against the Gamecocks. Yeah, that's exactly what they did with me. Uh, they laid me the seven, they take it to seven and a half, and uh, wouldn't be surprised if I get back to seven again with uh, a little bit of plus money. I made the game nine, so I mean, I don't have a strong opinion here, but we did, we did some good action on the total. Uh, open 60, they bet me under 60, under 59, bet me back over 58, so I'm at 58 and a half right now. Real good action on the total, and, uh, you know, this game, 
One of those, it's going to be in that twelve thirty window. Mm-hmm. So we'll have we'll have pretty good action by the time they kick off. Your team's uh, your alma mater's playing good uh, good football, Jeffrey. I mean, uh, I, I, I I am stunned they are as good as they have looked so far this year. I did not expect a lot out of this Missouri team, but when your quarterback exceeds expectations, you can do things. And Brady Cook has mm-hmm. been much better. Uh, other than that sec, uh, other than that last quarter and a half against LSU, Brady Cook has been really good the last month. Uh, and right now for Mizzou, like I said, Georgia looks vulnerable. And I'm not saying either Missouri or Tennessee are going to beat Georgia later in the year, but with no Bowers, crazier, Georgia, thi- crazier looks a lot better than it did uh, back in uh, August. So, yeah, I mean, look, I, they'll, they'll still be a yeah. Georgia will still be a reasonably sized favorite in both of those games. But if Georgia's come back. They're the it's possible they lose before that. I mean, yeah. they've had to. Uh, they've been life and death. Their defense is not what it was a year ago, and out of Bowers' injury on top of it, and of course they get everybody's best best effort, yeah. but. Uh, this will be a this will be a good game, but to to, to your point also, South Carolina had, uh, they were down ten late in that game and came back to win it last G- week. Georgia is uh, Georgia right now, of course, on a bye this week. They have the uh, the good old fashioned cocktail party yeah. in Jacksonville next week against Florida. Tough, tough schedule. Tough, tough schedule. Schedule's not a gimme for Georgia, yeah. and that's part of the reason also that you guys now have Michigan as the betting favorite yeah. to win the national I got Georgia title. Further down, but I'm looking at Missouri. I got them four points better than I started them. That yeah. sounds about right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. They're at least a field goal better uh, than they were before the season began. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to week seven in the National Football League. How are we all over a third of the way in in the NFL in this 2023 season? We start in Tampa Bay with the Falcons and the Bucks. when we get back here on Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. South Point is also proud to provide a variety of relaxing amenities for the guests who want to be pampered. Soak up the sun and let your stress melt away in our lagoon-style paradise swimming pool. A relaxing getaway where you can bask in the desert sun and enjoy seasonal food and bar service poolside. And if you really want to escape, come to Spa Costa del Sur. From couple suites to a co-ed wet area, our spa caters to business and leisure travelers who want to unwind and elevate their senses. A visit to one of our spa's steam, sauna, or whirlpool treatment rooms will leave any guest feeling like they can take on the world. Our gaming amenities include over 60 table games and over 2,600 of the most popular slot and video poker machines. We have penny slots, including the popular Buffalo games and real machines like Wheel of Fortune, Triple Sevens, and Mega Bucks. If you prefer video poker, try Deuces Wild, Double Double Bonus, or a variety of multi-denomination games. Or try your hand at one of the most popular casino table games in the world, Blackjack. Don't let the game intimidate you. Blackjack, also known as 21, is both easy and fun. And our dealers are always happy to assist. And the best part? Blackjack always pays three to two. Next, check out the roulette tables. Roulette is one of the easiest casino games to learn and so much fun to play. It's a favorite of both beginners and seasoned players. In addition to blackjack and roulette, our casino pit features over 60 popular table games like Baccarat, High Gal Poker, Three Card Poker, Ultimate Texas Hold'em, and Mississippi Stud. So get out of your room and come join in the fun.
Welcome back in Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Parles. The crowd uh, is here right now watching some baseball. Uh, yeah. Nice that, crowd. That Alex Bregman homer holding up right now. Still one nothing Houston as they play in the bottom of the fifth inning. And I'm not overly surprised they were getting vintage Justin Verlander so far. Answering. Uh, three in the third innings. Only one base runner. 39 pitches. Vintage Verlander so far in Arlington in a one nothing game, Vinny. No, I, I listen, veteran veteran guy in a veteran spot. Uh, again, we talked about it at the top of the show. The key, I think the key for the Rangers is, uh, especially after going up two, two games to none in Houston, um, psychologically, this is, a, this is a game they have to have. Let's, uh, let's uh, go to the NFL, guys. Few teams on by this week, so a little bit of a shorter card here in week seven. Let's start. We'll go in rotation number order. Boy, the second game on the rotation number is going to be a whole lot of fun with the news that came down during the show earlier. Uh, but we'll get to the Raiders and, the, and okay. the Bears in a moment. But the Atlanta Falcons will be on the road at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bucks last week, you know, sometimes you just run into a really good team, and a really good team does what really good teams do. And Detroit. Has to be considered a really good team at this they point. Do. As the Lions went in there, inflicted their will on the Bucs, and beat them 20 to 6. The Falcons, on the other hand, had every opportunity to beat the Washington Commanders last week, and Desmond Ritter just said, No, thank you. <laughs> uh, with multiple turnovers in the fourth quarter, the Commanders go on the road, hand the Falcons their first home loss, 24 to 16. The drop it landed a 3 and 3. Uh, the Buccaneers are now at 3 and 2 after that loss a week ago. And Chris, game in Tampa. The theme of the week is we got low totals across the board because yeah. scoring is way down this year in the NFL. Um, from 40 to 37 and a half on the total in this game, and the spread hasn't moved. You opened two and a half on the Bucks, and you stayed there the whole week. I would tell you this, though, and we had lunch with a guy yesterday, Vinny, in our group. We got about, about eight or ten of us, I guess. Try to get together as often as possible. We got together for lunch last week. One of the sharper guys in our group said, he blindly bet every game this week over. Okay. There's going to be an overreaction to every game going under last week. He's 1-0 and He's 1 so and far. Yeah. And I thought last night was going to be an under, you know, well into the third quarter. You know, uh, so he's 1-0. and So I'd be careful with everybody pounding these unders, but that is what they're doing. Everybody remembers what they've seen last. Uh, I don't yeah. have a strong opinion in this game, but I did think that uh, – Atlanta should be a, a solid three-point home favorite. I really think that, and I don't. But Tampa should be a solid three. Tampa, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Tampa, and I don't. I'm not big on the home field advantages this year. One and a half is a big home field advantage, but that's what I give uh, Tampa Bay. And uh, I think I thought they should have been a solid three here. Yeah, uh, I think only three games last week went over. So uh, yeah, I mean, so to to Chris's point, yeah, pay pay attention to that and look and look at last night. Maybe uh, uh, an indicator of what we're going to see the rest of the weekend. But that said, you know the Bucks' two losses this year are Philadelphia and Detroit, two very solid teams, two teams that are uh, in first place in their respective divisions and figure to 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 be playoff teams, right? But again, Bucks find a way to to battle. Uh, Falcons have yet to win on the road, right? They're zero and two. Zero uh, and two on the road. They're a different have... team at home and on the road. Although last week they were they were the 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 team they are on the road. Uh, particularly uh, uh, Ritter. Uh, but um, look, this game, 
I think I think we'll probably see three, which will be a, a take, right? Because it's such a key number. Uh, wouldn't shock me if we see three here uh, with the Bucks. Uh, I, I, I like Tampa. I like the Bucks. It's one. It's one of those games where, and again, this whole division, Atlanta to me is pretty clearly the most talented roster as a whole. But their veteran roster for sure. Their yeah. quarterback is horrible. Ritter is. It's. I understand you drafted the kid. You don't want to give up after less than ten games, which is what it's been for Ritter. But at a, at some point, you have to go. Okay, this division is. Super winnable because mm-hmm. even though I think the Bucks are a perfectly solid team, Atlanta's more talented than the Bucks are. I mean, the, veterans. Yeah, on yeah the I know. I, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, New Orleans. <laughs> I think New Orleans is pretty fraudulent as they've proven over the last few weeks, and the Panthers are the worst team in the NFL at the moment. So, do you, when do you, if you're Atlanta, do you take the leap to let Heineke play and try to win a division this year? And if you don't, you're drafting a quarterback in round one anyway, probably next year. So it's just one of those where you're missing an opportunity if you're the Falcons to win a division and in an NFC that is very top heavy, have a home game against the Cowboys. Yeah. They're crazier. There's still going to be winning. seven teams that make the playoffs yeah. out of the yeah. NFC. Yeah. Like they, they're, they're good enough. They have more than enough talent to be in the postseason this year, but with Ritter, I don't know if you're good enough to get to the nine wins, ten wins that you need to make the playoffs. They ain't getting ten. No, they're not getting ten with him. Nine, you get nine and eight. They but that would be nine. the that would be the peak with Ritter. Well, I, was, I just looked it up as we were speaking because I, I wanted to see where Ritter stood with QBR versus the league. He's number twenty five, and I got to tell you, I'm shocked he's that high. I agree with you. I'm stunned that he's number twenty five. Then I looked up passer rating; it's a little bit different. He's number twenty four there, and I'm shocked as again. You know. Uh, <laughs> But I, I, you know, I don't know. I'd like to see the, the QBR is some kind of mystical. We don't know what, that is. <laughs> you know. But but I do like it. I do like looking at it. Yeah. And it's one of those things where I think it can give you a little bit different of a picture. But I'm surprised he's that high because I think I think to your point. Yeah, they got they got a pretty decent roster. Other than the quarterback, you might as well try something because he he is not the answer. They, not that Tyler Heineke's an answer either. You know what? For, I think it gives you a better shot of for, winning right now. In order to make the playoffs, which for this Atlanta team should be the goal more than anything, and and Ritter, again, it's 10 games into his career. Maybe he turns it around. There have been no signs of him turning it around right. so far. So we'll see on that one. Tampa two and a half, though, on Sunday at home against the Falcons. All right, the game of the year, guys. Quarterback matchup of the century in Chicago coming next. The Bears hosting the Las Vegas Raiders, who are somehow three and three on the season. Yeah. Amazingly yeah. enough. I know, yeah. Uh, the Raiders are going to start Brian Hoyer. That is the report. It will not be Aiden O'Connell. So they'll go with the veteran after he was okay in relief a week ago against the Patriots. Uh I'm a li- I this this reeks of a team fooling themselves that they're in real a real position to be potentially in a playoff hunt instead of what they really are, which is a three and three against some bad teams. And they're going to fall out of it starting Hoyer this week. Uh, Tyson Badgenant out of Shepherd college in West Virginia gets the start for the bears. Total has moved all over the place from 37 uh, as high as 38 to 37 and a half. That one's pivoted between 37 and a half and 37. And right now sitting Raiders two and a half on the road here, guys. Well, uh, fact is that we've 
we've had Raider money every week, Chris, right? And I, I think this there'll be Raider money here again, particularly with the quarterback situation. And again, now, I'm not sure Hoyer's going to be on a long leash. <laughs> we'll have to see. At some point, the Raiders are going to have to score more points. They're averaging, what, 17 points, uh, uh, less than 20 points a game, and uh, that's not going to get it done uh, over, the, over the long haul, particularly in that, in that division. So um, I think there'll be Raider money, uh, and, and whether or not it's, it toggles back and forth between two and a half and three, Chris, I'm not sure. But we've, had, we've seen for six weeks, we've seen Raider money, and I don't think that's going to stop tomorrow. I hope or you're Sunday. right, because <laughs> early in the week, before the news came out about well, we kind of knew about the Bears quarterback. Yeah, know? Fields we, dislocated thumb. Yeah, we kind of knew about that, but we didn't. We weren't sure about Garoppolo, a guy who's regular customer. You know, but I mean, he's definitely no dummy. Yeah, uh, he bet me fifty thousand on the dog. Took the plus three. Took a good number. I hope some of that Raider money shows up. I'm not sure how comfortable I would be needing either one of these two quarterbacks for a big amount of money. <laughs> but right now, I do need. Uh, I need the guy out of Shepard for uh, for a pretty decent sized whack because he wasn't the only guy that took the plus three. There's a lot of others following him once the news came out. The the one note on the Raiders, real quick, because of course this will be Hoyer and not Garoppolo. Yeah. Here are the Raiders' points per game totals so far: 17, 10, 18, 17, 17, and twenty one. Thanks to a safety on the last play of the game last week. There you go. That was the first time they scored twenty points. Oh. And for a team with the amount of talent on that offense where you have arguably the best receiver in football and Devontae Adams, you have Josh Jacobs who led the league in rushing a year ago. That's not good enough. They've disappeared. No, they're three and they're three. And the ridiculous part is they're three and three. But when you beat the Broncos, the Packers and the Patriots, that doesn't show me anything. Yeah. See, though, I would take issue with what you're saying about them having that illusion of being in the playoff hunt. Okay. If you're in that locker room and oh, you're, well, the, you're the owner, yes, 100%, yeah, and you're yeah. the owner, you're I the coach, it. you go and say, hey, man, we're three and three. Yes, sir. And, yeah. and I know, you know, Jeff, and I know I'm a lot older than you, but still, you've been around a long time. You know, somebody comes out of the middle of the pack or somebody comes out of nowhere every year and makes the playoffs. 100%. Every year, somebody comes out of nowhere. So, I mean, I know if I'm. If I'm anywhere near that locker room, I'm saying, guys, why can't it be us? Because yeah. you mentioned they have talent. There's no yeah. doubt about it. Can they put it all together? And uh, I, I tend to doubt it, but <laughs> nonetheless, it's still right there. And, and could they do it? Yeah. Somebody does mm-hmm. it. Some does something like that virtually every year. It, it's a it's a schedule that is manageable. I will give them that. They're a favorite on the road this week. They will be a big underdog next week in Detroit. I can tell you that. Sure. Uh, but then they get the two New York teams That's here at right. Allegiant. Both of those games potentially winnable. A game against Minnesota here is winnable. Any game against the Chargers is winnable. They have the chance. Yeah. But again, mm-hmm. I, I would what I've seen and what I've seen from McDaniels, I would be shocked if they're one of the teams that ends up in the postseason out of the AFC. All right, let's uh, let's move along. Let's go to the next one. Uh, Deshaun Watson practiced today mm-hmm. for the Cleveland Browns. Browns on the road in Indianapolis this week. Cleveland with the stunning upset of San Francisco with P.J. Walker, a quarterback, a week ago. Uh, Indy, uh, a little bit back to earth for Gardner Minshew last week. Most interceptions in a game for him in his return to Jacksonville. Indianapolis just can't win in Jacksonville. It's been over a decade since they've won a game uh, in Duval. Now they're back at home against the Browns. You know, Chris, you open two with the uncertainty around the quarterback position for Cleveland. It's now north of three. At three and a half lane and with Cleveland, 40 and a half is the total. 
I'm not so sure now that I wouldn't take a bite of the dog now that Watson is likely playing and this is north of three. We're going to have plenty of opportunity to do so. Because oh, I, I don't think it's going back to three. Yeah. It, we're at three and a half. And, uh, you know, they laid it to me pretty good once they found out that Watson did practice and yep. looks like he probably will play. Um, you know, the <laughs> PJ Harvey. <laughs> which I've called him only about a million times, who's a singer, by the right. way. You know. But, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't know. I think that uh, right now it, it does make a big difference for Cleveland. And, uh, you know, I, I think all the money that they're paying this guy, they want to see this guy on the field and just not uh, – the word was he could have played last week. Um, but nonetheless, I think that uh, – I think this game's three and a half, and, and you may see higher come game time. I agree with Chris. And – a lot of that's got to do with the defense, too. This is as good a defense as there is in the league. Yeah. It's, you know, a lot of other defenses get airtime, if you will. But uh, this we saw this defense last week should, should show people and, and have everybody realize that this is as good a defense as there is in, in the league. And Jim Schwartz, the defensive yeah. coordinator, and, and he wasn't a great head coach, but he's been a fantastic defensive coordinator everywhere he's gone. And, uh, you know, no exception here. I mean, are they the best defense in the league? It's close. I'm not, I'm not sure, but them. they're in the conversation. I can tell you that. It, it's Cleveland. It's San Francisco. It's the Jets. It's yeah. Dallas. Dallas. It's one of those four. I'd have them better than uh, Dallas. Uh, Dallas. Yeah. 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 Dallas come back a little bit the last few Dallas weeks. Dallas was a great defense against the, the Giants and the Jets offenses that are just lighting it up, as we know. Yeah, I think teams are starting to figure out it. You know, a way to not, not control, but control better Micah Mike Parsons. Parsons yeah. mm-hmm. Oh, he was pretty quiet except for the one yeah, sack one at big the play. end of the game. Had one big play. It was a big uh, one, but he it was had huge, one big yeah, play. Yeah, but he was pretty quiet before that a week ago. Uh, where do you think this number peaks out? You think we get the four? I think we get the four, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, yeah. then I'm going to wait. I'm going yeah. to be yeah. patient here okay. because, you know, this indie team we've talked about with the Colts, they are very well coached. It, they it, are. It's pretty clear that yes, Steichen knows what he's yeah. doing. And they do have a really good offensive line that's getting healthier now. So I wonder if they're the ones who are able to slow down Miles Garrett and, the, and that vaunted pass rush as well of Cleveland. So, uh, And also, too, I know, I know P.J. Walker's not any good. But an injured Deshaun Watson, with the way that Watson has played so far this year, is not that good either. So They signed Watson to the $250 yeah, million ridiculous contract, okay. yes. His last full year with Houston, and his numbers were fantastic. They won four games. Four and 12. Yeah, they yeah. won four games. Yeah. I mean, his number, it, his best statistical season ever, and they were four and 12. Yeah. So, again, he's not that guy anymore either. So, uh, right now, Cleveland, three and a half point favorites against Indy on the road there at Lucas Oil Stadium. All right. It's a really good game yeah. that we're mm-hmm. going to next. Two teams that uh, I think are good with biting kneecaps. The Lions on the road at Baltimore. The Ravens open two, Chris. It's been bet up to three. Total 44.5 to 43 on this game now. You know, the Detroit defense has not quite gotten the due it deserves. For ever since, other than that game against Seattle in week two, the Detroit defense has been great. They don't allow rushing yards. Uh, they inflict their will on the opponent, and now they go to Baltimore, where I, I know the Ravens are in first place. Okay. I, kn- I know they won last week. You I, know me; I'm terrible with names. 
Yeah. What's what's the kid out of Michigan? What do you? Or, on, oh, Aiden Hutchinson? Aiden Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. Man, he's been great. This kid is unbelievable. I mean, he's good. He's really changed his defense quite a bit. Uh, I got to tell you, I opened the game too. I would open it lower if I'd have seen it lower. I don't disagree with that. I think this team is really good. They haven't gotten their due yet in the, the court of public opinion. You got Aiden Hutchinson, who I think is going to be one of the great defensive players. You got Jared Goff. I mean, he's in the conversation for the MVP. This kid is playing good football. I know the Rams maybe had their reason. And listen, they brought in Stafford and won a Super Bowl. Everybody won this, won that trade. Yeah, I mean, you know, listen, you can't knock the Rams for doing what they did. But Jared Goff is a pretty good quarterback, and he's got some weapons. I know they have a few injuries this week, too. But... Jameer Gibbs will play. So that is good news, even without Montgomery, that Gibbs, that, that Gibbs their first-round pick out of, out of Alabama, will go. Okay. But I, I think uh... – I can't, yeah, especially at the three. I, I like the dog in this game. I, I tend to agree with you. Vinny, I do want to bring this up real quick because you and I have talked about this a lot on this show. Wind, more so than precipitation, and wind is a factor here in Baltimore this week. Yep. 16-mile-an-hour consistent winds gusts up to 30 in this one. Uh, so, again, two teams, with, uh, two teams that have stopped the run so far this year, both Baltimore and Detroit have. And, again, you are dealing with, granted, on the Baltimore side, you're dealing with the best kicker that's ever done it in Justin Tucker. Yeah. So who knows how much the wind would impact him. But it could impact Riley Patterson, who's on the other side. A couple of aspects of this game. First of all, Ravens with one of the better home field advantages mm-hmm. uh, in, in the NFL. Great fan base. Um, I'll tell you this about the Lions. You know, I've, I've said all along that the reason the Dolphins are never out of a game is because they can score. And, you know, whatever they give up, whether it's a shootout or if it's a you know, a, a, a you know a tougher game. Uh, they're always gonna, they're never gonna be out of it because they can score. I have to tell you, so can the Lions, and we've seen it. And uh, you know, I mean, uh, they they got beaten overtime by Seattle, but they they have bought into and taken on the uh, the attitude and the persona of of their head coach and Dan Campbell. And look, whatever, whatever, whoever it is, wherever it is, doesn't matter. They go out and they and and they're always in a game. Now, who knows what's going to happen here? It's a it's a it's a field goal, uh, but uh, this is a game that this should be uh, this will this should be the game of the morning in terms of of betting interest because of the two teams, and I think everybody's going to get involved in it. We talked earlier about this. Everybody really going to get involved with the Raiders Bears? Maybe it's a wait and see. This is a game I think is is going to uh, everybody's going to have. A piece of whether it's in straight bets or in, mm-hmm. in multi-leg uh, parlays and teasers. I'm with Chris on this. I, I do favor the dog here. I would look to the dog in this one, especially getting the whole field goal. And yeah. Baltimore wins the game by three. I'll just take my money back. I mean, that's that that's the thing. And I and we mentioned this before. I, at least I mentioned this before. I there's something with this Baltimore team I don't like. I can't quite pinpoint it. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's that the offense still can't seemingly get out of its own way at times. I don't know if it's that uh, that Harbaugh seems to not have it have his fastball anymore in comparisons to what he was in the last few years. Uh, but there seems to be one little thing off every single week with Baltimore. Yes, they're in first place. Yes, they're 4-2. Probably going to be a playoff team. But may come back to bite you in a game like this against a really good team. So that's where I'm kind of at on the Ravens. Well, as a Steeler fan, 
I hope you're 100. percent Well, I mean, again, that game was case in point. A game they totally yeah. dominated and right. sure totally found a way to lose to Pittsburgh a I, few weeks ago. I think there's a, a difference, a transition of Lamar Jackson, and doesn't want to run as much as he and did in the past. He wants to stay healthier, and I get it. Uh, there's monetary considerations there, so their their rhythm is is different. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I mean, but you, but I think that's part of the uh, yeah. part of the certainly the uh, the adjusted handicap. Let's uh, go to the AFC East, guys. Next up on the card is 459 and 460. Boy, it's uh, it's not my teenage year Patriots anymore. <laughs> I mean, the Patriots lose to the Raiders last weekend. They're now one and five. They're 72 points scored to 152 allowed. That's negative 80 on the point differential. Mm. And now comes walking into Foxborough, a team that has really had their number the last two years, and that's Buffalo. Uh, the only game that New England has beaten Buffalo the last two years was that ridiculous wind game on the Monday night where Mac Jones threw three forward passes and New England won. Uh, other than that, the Bills have beaten New England by double digits all four other games, including the playoff beatdown. And now they go to Foxborough off of... Uh, you want to call that lackluster from Buffalo <laughs> on Sunday night, even in the victor- in a, even in the victory against the Giants? Uh, if it wasn't for some bad clock management, the uh, Bills probably would have lost that game against Big Blue. Chris, from nine and a half to eight and a half on Buffalo in Foxborough, forty-two to forty and a half here. Well, wise guys are on the dog here. Yeah, you know, I mean, we opened nine and a half. I wanted to, you know, again, one of those to see: are we going at ten with this game or what? Uh, sometimes once you. I always say, like, if you're 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 booking a game, and the favorite gets past seven, the walls have been breached. You have no idea if you're going to ten or what. Well, this kind of went the other way. Open nine and a half, uh, and I thought we might get the ten with this. Matter of fact, some of my early action was on the favorite. Uh, I did not go to ten, but they wound up taking the nine and a half, the nine, and uh, they're even taking the eight and a half right now. Hmm. I see seven and a half and eights out there. I see eight and a half as well. But they're, they're, the play is definitely on the dog at this point from the sharp players. We know the injuries to the Patriots, right? Probably the longest. Uh, Horrific uh, defensive injuries. Uh, list of, of any team. But the Bills have incurred injuries. If you look at the Bills' last three games, significant injuries uh, to key players well, the on Mul- both sides of the ball. The Milano yeah. injury is the biggest. I would argue for non-quarterback injuries this year. The Milano injury is the biggest injury in the league this year because he is the heartbeat of that really good defense. And even though they held the Giants without a touchdown last week, Giants not always a major accomplishment. Giants moved the ball a lot better than you would have anticipated a week ago against that defense. The Giants held themselves without a a, Yes, the Giants held themselves. Yeah, you are correct on that, Vinny. (laughs) But, uh, you know, it's it's weird with Buffalo because – the Bills are where are you guys at Buffalo in your power rating still? They're still top three, right? Oh yeah, yes. Yeah. And so this is we're talking about a team that is the DVOA going in the last week had as the best three and two team in the history of the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a team that uh, by all power ratings are always have been a top five team consistently the last three years now. And again, they're another one where kind of like Baltimore, where something just doesn't seem right with them right now. It, it, whether it's Mm-hmm. All the injuries on the defensive side of the ball, or Josh Allen got an X-ray on the shoulder this week. Maybe yeah. Josh Allen's not 100% right, and we have seen in the past with Allen, when he's not 100% right, 
that quality of play goes down more significantly than basically any other elite quarterback. Mm -hmm. Well, he relies greatly on his his physical ability. Yes. You know, and uh, when those physical abilities are impaired, then it does mean something. And I am looking, Jeff. I do have them. I think I have them uh, in a tie at number two. A couple other teams. San Francisco still won. San Francisco. After yeah, even with less, yeah, at least okay. less, yeah. Chiefs are right there. Bills, to Chris's point, you know, Eagles, um, you know, and Dolphins keep moving up again because of that ability to uh, to, to score. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, it bears watching, though, to see what, what the Bills are going to do as we get closer to the trade deadline. Um, because they need they need some because of the injuries they've incurred, they're going to need uh, probably to make a, a couple of moves. Yeah, the bit, again, it's it's a very competitive division. Sure, in the AFC East, even though they already beat Miami, Miami is a game yeah. ahead of them in the standings. Yeah, uh, the Jets already beat them once, so yeah. they have a division loss on the ledger already. It's and the schedule that gets progressively more difficult through the year. If you're Buffalo, you got to handle your business the next two weeks. Get yourselves to six and two, and still in pretty good shape, all things considered. Uh, without it being perfect through the first eight weeks for the Bills. Yeah, but right. you know what? You want the, you want those teams coming into Buffalo in uh, December and January. You know, it's a little bit. The one thing I will say with that, it's a little bit different with 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 this version of the Bills with Josh Allen at quarterback, as opposed to when they were making their Super Bowls, where yeah. you had Thurman Thomas on those teams. You could just grind grind the heck out of your opponents with a Hall of Fame running yeah. back. Josh Allen has not been as good in those cold weather games as you would have expected yeah, for a guy who has the, point. The, okay. the great arm that he has. He does have a great arm. Um, they but can cut he, through some wind, you would think. You would think, yeah. Well, remember, that's why they picked E.J. Manuel, because he cut through oh the wind God. in the workout. Yeah. And that worked out great, Chris. Uh, but, uh, but you know, it's, uh, it's a Buffalo team that, again, they'll be in the playoffs. They'll be in the playoffs. We know this. But it's a team that, again, I still would rather have KC futures on them. I, I think I'd rather have those blooded numbers on Miami. Right now that we're out there before the year. All right, I want to get to the last 10 a.m. game before we take a quick break and get to the afternoon games. Oh, boy. Doozy in the in the Meadowlands here, guys. Washington. How about a road win for Washington last week? On the road, get it done in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Move the 3-3 three and three on the year. The Giants. Boy, I, it's, it's weird to say about a team that was over a two-touchdown underdog that they blew the game. But the Giants blew the game last week in Western New York against Buffalo. A very yeah. winnable game with the way it played out. And the Giants find a way to lose 14-9. to nine. Uh, uh, Folks, you don't want to have zero points with two possessions that go to the one-yard line. Just going to throw that out there uh, for the Giants. Uh, Chris, you opened two. You're up to three now on the Commanders. And this is also another total that got banged to the under from 40-37. to 37. Yeah, you know, I, and again, everybody remembers what they saw last week. And they saw the Giants play really well, although they lost. Then you saw Washington win on the road. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, to me, I think the three is a little bit too high. You tend know, to I agree mean, with you. And uh, I know we're, uh, Jones has not been cleared. Uh, Coin flip on Daniel Jones right now. I, I'm not sure I care. You know, <laughs> it's not a lot I like Tyrod right? Taylor. I mean, he's, he's not bad. This kid is not a bad quarterback. And he certainly doesn't give up the ball the way Jones does. And I think Jones has way more ability. And, yeah, if I was going to bet a franchise on one of the two, I would take Jones. But I'm not betting the franchise. I'm betting this week's game. And uh, I think I think the three is a little too high. I think I've, you got to take the, the points here or, or take a money line with the dog. 
not a significant drop off from Jones to Taylor, given Jones' performance this year. Bigger impact, though, yet un- yet more offensive line injuries for the Giants uh, in this game, and pretty brutal. A, I mean, now there there are a, a few. You you know, a month ago, or at the beginning of the season, the Giants were were a three or four point favorite in this game. Yeah, I mean, let's right. face it. I mean, so so it tells you um, about their performance, but it tells you too about about their injuries. Um, so here they are now, a, a full field goal home underdog here, and the offensive line just continues to to get worse. Let's let's face, and there's this harmony here too. This, you know, it's Taylor made some bad decisions last week as a veteran quarterback. That's just. That's you know that's one oh one that's uh that's football i q where you, you can't audible to a run on he, he should know better than he, that. he definitely should and you see the reaction you know they will you know is he's he's i don't think he's got a whole lot of faith in either of his quarterbacks you know right yeah now. nor should he and and look at what they've done How can I, you blame the guy I don't think he likes his team yeah. right with the way that everything's gone I yeah. mean the Giants are lucky to have a win. And they should have lost that Arizona yeah, game, yeah, too. Yeah. Granted, should have won last week and lost the Arizona game. Yeah. But I, I think I'm with you, Chris. I, I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to get there, but I definitely don't want to lay three points with Washington on the road. I can tell you that. I think I would, if I was out there betting, I think I would take a little shot on the money line with Yeah, I, I don't have mm-hmm. a problem with that. With uh, the, uh, the Snoopy Bowl next week at MetLife Stadium with the Jets uh, playing the Giants. Uh, I don't know. I don't. The one concern, as always, with this Giants team is how are they going to block anyone? They actually held up all right against Buffalo weeks a week ago. Ask them to hold up again this week. Uh, Chase Young is having a very good season under the radar for Washington. I'm concerned about the ability of the Giants to block anyone again after a good week last week. Giants defense was good last week, though. Giants both, defense right? has been yeah. both Giants, uh, defenses were with good all, with all the time game. they've spent on the field yeah. this year. The Giants defense has not been as bad as people no. have thought on uh, on it this year. Yeah, good point. So, all right, we're gonna take a quick break. When we get back. We're going to the afternoon slate. You know, a very interesting game in L.A. Steelers off the bye. The Rams look to have figured things out yet again. It'll be a good game there in L.A. We'll break that one down. An AFC West matchup. And, of course, the big one on Sunday night. We'll get to when we get back next. Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. If you're celebrating a special occasion or just love fine dining, you're in the right place. Come experience the crown jewel of South Point restaurants, Michael's Gourmet Room. Welcome. With over 600 different types of wines and magnificent dishes prepared tableside, you'll revel in the rich classic Vegas decor and the best black tie service in the world. This intimate gourmet room has earned accolades galore. Come to Michael's Gourmet Room for an unforgettable dining experience. Another famous restaurant is the Silverado Steakhouse, where you'll find the charm and service that discerning patrons require. From top quality steaks and chops to fresh seafood and desserts, you'll love the award-winning wine list and menu at Silverado Steakhouse. Steak lovers have even more options with primarily prime rib. Catering to hearty appetites, the menu features a variety of flavorful prime rib cuts, dry aged to ensure tenderness, and then seasoned and slowly roasted. Although prime rib is our specialty, it's not the only thing on the menu. There's something for everyone. 
And if you're craving a taste of Italy, come experience delicious Italian cuisine and the attentive service at Don Vito's. Our culinary team starts with the freshest ingredients and transforms them into traditional favorites. And don't forget Italian desserts. Don Vito's, savor the taste of Italy. Finally, if sushi is more your style, join us at the popular Zenshin Asian restaurant and sushi bar, where we're serving up the freshest sashimi, nigiri, and sushi rolls. And beyond the sushi, an exciting contemporary Asian cuisine menu, plus a variety of specialty drinks, Japanese and domestic beer, wine, and sake. Balance your hunger with Zenshin. Welcome back in Sports by the Book, our final segment for today, Football Friday. I'm Jeff Barnes. Chris Andrews is here. Vinny Maliulo is here. Shout out to the crew as always, Jerry, Sean, Ryan, and only reason we're on the air is because of four of them. That's right. So uh, yeah. big are thanks as on? always. Yes, our mics yeah, are on. Okay. Yes, they're on. <laughs> but uh, Camera's off, but the mics are uh, on. <laughs> so, uh, Vin, uh, Vinny, Chris, let's go to the afternoon. Let's start in Seattle. Uh, I did not realize this until Schefter tweeted this out that we actually had to acknowledge that Kyler Murray was not going to play this week. I didn't uh, realize that that was actually a potential, but I Murray saw, is not playing. I uh, saw him practicing. He's throwing the ball. I yeah. did see that. But and, uh, uh, how much do you downgrade the <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> uh, uh, I, you know, I just, you know, from that other show that oh, uh, yeah. I was never a Kyler Murray guy. I, he's yep. just too little, you know, so we get some of these athletes come through here every so often. And I just remember the one that stood out to me. I remember seeing Lincoln Kennedy. And I'm thinking, if this guy falls on top of Kyler Murray, he will kill that poor little kid. I mean, he's tiny. He's 5'8", or whatever the heck he is. Lincoln Kennedy would crush this guy. Well, Lincoln Kennedy's big, big dude. There's some other big dudes oh, out I in the NFL, yeah. Jeff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, we'll see a few of them on that Seattle defensive line this week. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, so Seattle, uh, they they had a really good opportunity to steal that game in Cincinnati, just couldn't do yeah. it a week ago. Uh, now they go back home, Chris, from 8.5 to 7.5, total from 46 to 44.5 on this. Of course, Seattle favorite at home. Yeah, money is shown on the dog. Um, you know, again, it's, uh, you know, some diminishing returns, I think, with the uh, Seattle's not really – a blowout kind of team, I don't think. And Arizona, you know, Vinny's kind of talked about it. Team plays hard. They don't have all that much talent, not much at all, really. Josh Dobbs, I always liked Josh Dobbs. The Steelers had him. I mean, he's really supposedly a very good teammate. Of course, everybody knows he's a rocket scientist, so he's a pretty smart kid. Uh, I'm not sure he has all that much talent. But, uh, you know, he's going to probably keep you in the game. And, uh, you, you know, I... Again, I made the number a little bit higher, but I, I'm not sure I'd go run into the window to bet on Seattle in this spot. I think at some point there'll be some some Seahawks money here. Money line parlays, uh, teasers for sure. Um, I think James Conner is still out too, right, for the for the card. Yeah, Conner's on IR still. So, yep. uh, yeah, I mean, seven and a half right now. Will it get to seven? I I don't know. Again, I think there'll be carryover coming to this game, too, uh, uh, in the afternoon. So, more likely to go up, I think. Seattle, uh, I, I 
can I lay a can I lay a a, sh a shorter money line price than uh than expected on them uh, to be the number one survivor play this week by a wide margin? Oh, they give me a spread on them on uh, the second no, place, Steve. No, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a safe to say. Yeah, yeah, that that is that is the safest thing of the whole week I in the NFL. So, yeah. That Seattle is going to be number one in basically every survivor pool in the, in America this week oh, against Arizona. Vinny, you and I had this conversation last week, and I think Chris, I think we had this on Friday last week also, where. Arizona, I think actually, I know this will sound weird for a team that has one win, but I think Arizona got overrated in the market a little bit because we expected Arizona to be maybe one of the worst teams in the history of the league coming into the year with Dobbs playing quarterback. Mm -hmm. And they were actually just a normal, yeah. mediocre football team yeah. through the first month. I just wonder with them where they haven't covered now the last few games. I just wonder if we reached the peak with that upset of Dallas on them, where they are going to play hard. They're going to be competitive for about a half of a lot of these games, and then the talent is just going to win out against them more times than not. Well, you guys, have a good point. You know, they did they did overachieve from where we thought they would be because we did think they would just be not just your normal abysmal NFL franchise, but one of the worst of all time. Yeah, you know, new coach coming in that really not nobody knew anything about. Kyler Murray, I think. I hate to say people finally did come around to my way of thinking that he's just not a very good quarterback. And, uh, but they, they've proven, you know, again, Vinny talked about it. They play hard. Uh, Dobbs at least plays smart. Um, and, and, you know, and that can, that can get you to cover numbers in the Absolutely. NFL. I think the, I think the win over Dallas woke up other teams. To, to this team. Well, they put they and played San Francisco they, pretty tough for three yeah, quarters. They did, and of course we saw what you know the, the Giants came and everything. So, I think the the injuries though are, are mounting now, and uh, you know they're they're coming back to what we thought they were, and teams are not. Again, I don't believe NFL teams necessarily let down, but I do think they they look ahead. I don't think I think teams realize that you can't look ahead. Uh, with with the Cardinals, and I think that they're starting to uh, uh, to get, frankly, a, a much better effort out of, out of their opponents. Let's uh, let's go to L.A. Rams hosting the Steelers. Steelers off the bye. Uh, you know the Ra the Rams there are three and three. Mm -hmm. I actually think this is a pretty good football team that mm -hmm. McVay has again, especially. Mm -hmm. And you know they have a plus twenty one point differential. Uh, last week they. McVay forgot he can run the football in the first half. They had one running play in the first half last week against Arizona. And then he's like, oh, I can run the football. And uh, Kyron Williams had a huge second half, yeah. uh, over 150 yards on the ground in the second half. And the Rams win that game by 17. Uh, but he's going to be out this week. He's out and he's his out. backup is out. And uh, the, Rivers? Yeah. River, Ronnie yeah. Rivers is, yeah. uh, is out as well. So it's going to be Zach Evans and Royce Freeman and Darrell Henderson who got signed again. So... It's a weird mix of running backs this week for the Rams against a Steeler team, Chris, that we all know you cannot be one-dimensional against the Pittsburgh Steeler defense. Rams three and a half with a total that's actually been bet up this week from 42 and a half to 44. Without the injuries, I made the Rams a four-point favorite. Okay. Now, how much do those in injuries impact? I think they impact quite a bit, really, because it's your top two running backs. And even though... Like you said, McVay didn't run the ball at all the first half. You, know, you still better have that in your arsenal. Uh, you know, the Steelers are, you know, I mean, they're, I've seen NFL teams like this over the years. You know, they're, they hang around, hang around. 
make a big play because they do have a couple of big play athletes that can make a big play in key situations, and they can pull out a win. Now, last week, I, and I talked about it on this show and some other ones, I thought the, the Rams were a team on the rise. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, healthy, I still would think that. Uh, I thought they were very impressive to me last week. And uh, I would probably look to play them this week, except for those injuries. And, uh, you know, at this point in time, I don't have a strong opinion. You want to talk about in-game betting? This might be one you want to look at in-game. How much will those two running backs missing have as an impact on the Rams? And uh, if it makes their offense futile, then that defense for the Steelers will be able to, you know, kind of pick them apart. Even uh, with oh, I'm sorry, Chris. Go no, I was just going to say. So, I mean, that that to me looks like a perfect in-game betting opportunity. But you'd have to judge early because I think that, that's going to be the telltale sign. Yeah, I think Chris said on a key point because what the, the running backs did too was make their passing game better, right? So mm-hmm. and against the Steelers, you know, if you can't run the ball or at least balance, yeah, um, you know, they're they're gonna they're gonna come and put an enormous amount of pressure. Yeah, you let oh, Watt and exactly. Highsmith run wild, uh, and I didn't mean to yeah, interrupt no, them, I'm sorry, no, but you no. let those guys, and that's exactly. going to really impact the yeah. game. That's, a, that's the way I see it. I, I'm with you on what you said there, Chris. If this was a little bit of a better health situation for the Rams, I would mm-hmm. look to lay with L.A. this yeah. week. I, th- I think they're the better football team in this game. But the worry of being a one-dimensional team against those guys, and especially when you can have Watt and Highsmith pinning their ears back, knowing that Stafford's going to probably have to throw the ball 40 times yeah. in this game. That's a makes it a, yeah. a lot harder to, to lay a, a three and a hook with LA in this game. So uh, this is uh, I think I'm with you. I think this is a good in game position you could take as well. And also I with the total, if the Steelers are able to move the ball in this game, I actually I know this game's been bet over. I don't mind this game going over even at the bigger mm. number right now. Really? I think if okay. the Steelers are able, it all depends on the Steelers' ability to move yeah. the ball, which is a big if right oh, now. Oh, monstrous! Let me tell <laughs> yeah. you. I think they did take the three and a half initially, right, Chris? They took three and a half, so laid back the three, yeah, back and forth yeah. on this game. A toggler, Vinny. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Bingo card, we go. <laughs> all right, let's uh, go to the uh, one twenty-five Pacific's games. Uh, let's uh, go to Kansas City next. The Chiefs hosting the Chargers. Boy, the Chargers just can't get out of their own way. <laughs> they have so much talent. And this week it was actually Herbert who was the issue, which is rare. Yeah. Uh, very uh, very erratic. He throws mm-hmm. the interception at the end of the game. Uh, Miss Keenan Allen on two, what should have been two huge plays on Monday night against the, the, the Cowboys. Uh, they go to Kansas City. They have played Kansas City very oh. tough. In this in this Mahomes era, it's the one team. Even though Kansas City usually finds a way at the end of the games to beat the Chargers, it's the one team that always seems to give KC fits. And Chris, this number hasn't moved all week. Stayed at five and a half the whole week. Chiefs laying it. Total's been bet down from fifty and a half to forty eight. My numbers came to exactly five and a half on this. Okay, game, which is kind <laughs> so of, you know, the correct number. Yeah, I guess it's the absolute perfect number. <laughs> Can a game come five and a half? Uh, uh, that would be something uh, else. Yeah, that, <laughs> then it would really be the perfect number. But uh, you know, we haven't moved it, and we've. And I'm surprised that the public hasn't jumped in on Kansas City. Herbert did not look good the other no, night. He, he just not. did not. And I, I love the kid. I love so many things about him. You just wonder, you know. Being in that Charger uniform, which may be the best uniform in the NFL, but is that going to ruin this kid's career? You know, I don't know. Um, I, I think he's a terrific player. He's not played well really all year. And this last game, I thought it really, really showed. Uh, there's something a little missing out of him. 
But I, you know, I I think they're they're going to come in and play Kansas City tough this week. I think Chiefs money will will show. What's interesting is I talked earlier about how we we've gotten Raider money every week. They've bet against Kansas City every week. It seems like it. Yeah. Um, you have a dead number here that hasn't moved. I, you know, I think the number goes up, and then there'll be some some buyback. Uh, I have to believe though it's at some point there'll be there'll be Chiefs money showing here, uh, and then I, overall probably a two way, a pretty good two way game. But I think at some point uh, Chiefs uh, Chiefs money is going to come in and there, get us to six. There's a lone six out there, and I did grab it. Did you? I did okay. grab it. Mm-hmm. Uh, for whatever reason, the Chargers play the Chiefs very well. They do. Not saying the Chargers are going to go there and win the game. What more likely than not happens is the Chargers will have the ball, will have the lead late in the fourth quarter. Mahomes will have a minute fifty and a timeout to go seventy-five yards, and we I think we all know what will happen in that scenario. So I think we're looking at one of those where Casey just just uh, just a punch to the gut of the Chargers yet again at the end, and they win a game but don't cover. Uh, and uh, for whatever reason, it happens. Every, it feels like it happens every time these team teams play yeah, now that the Chargers way. lose but cover as an underdog against Kansas City. Um, <laughs> I, I total coming down is interesting. I know Casey's defense has been really good this year, uh, but at some point that offense is going to have a big game for Kansas City. We haven't seen that yet this year. Uh, would not shock me if it comes here where this is like one of those old school Charger Chief games early in the Mahomes Herbert era against each other where they're playing the game in the 30s. Wouldn't shock me if that ends up happening uh, in Arrowhead. Uh, well, that's a 425 Eastern kick for that one. All right, Vinny, you and I talked about this game earlier. Broncos and Green and the Green Bay Packers. Denver looking to avoid an 0-4 start at home. How about that? That, that hasn't happened in a very long time no. for Denver. Uh, they uh, are an underdog here, Chris. They're a one-point underdog against Green Bay, who's coming off the bye, and Jordan Love coming off a disaster on Monday night here in Vegas against the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, he's one of those guys, I think, if we look at his career, and I still think I, I would not be low on Jordan Love. I think he's got a chance to be pretty good. But, again, it's going to be one of those two steps forward, one step backward, two steps forward, one step. Now, if he starts taking one step forward and two steps backwards, that's a bad sign. Uh, I think this is going to be a big game for them uh, and for Jordan Love. I mean, talk about disarray. <sighs> I actually made the Packers a little bit higher. Like, two, you know, I mean, nothing crazy. But uh, there's just so much discord on this Denver team. A guy whose opinion I trust. Matter of fact, I'm trying to get, uh, you know, try to get him on the show at some point. I talked to Vinny about him. But he he's usually pretty well-tuned to the NFL. He says, don't be surprised. If Peyton cuts his ties before the end of the year. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I was stunned with that. Whoa. You know, I'm stunned. I I'm I haven't talked to him, but I feel like and he might be listening right now. I might try to give him a call and say, Do you think so? Wow. Because he usually comes up with some pretty good stuff that he's he he knows a guy who knows a guy. He's one of those guys. But uh, I think there's a lot of discord on this team and it's just not working. But you have to wonder how good is love? And I, I, I think he's okay. I would not just throw away his performance, his his future performance based on last sure. week's performance. I think to Chris's point, which is really important, is that which team is more in sync, more together, uh, and and as a group. And I know these are professionals, but I'd have to say that the 
I'd have to say that it's the Packers because the coach has not been shy about expressing his, uh, you know, his his opinion, uh, which is not a, a a very high one of his own quarterback. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I could see. You know, we did go to one and a half. I think uh, yeah. initial money came in on the right. Packers. Um, Broncos are are not. Uh, uh, they're they're just. They're not doing anything well. I mean, I guess you can make a case for you know, their defense is is playing it's certainly better than the offense, right? But you know, it's a, it's a situation here where um, this is this is a this at some point is a tear down or rebound. This is a team that's going to be uh, sellers in. They're going to sell in, the deadline in, in a couple in of weeks. Days. Yeah, yeah, but Denver's the trade deadline. They're, they're you know they're handcuffed. I mean, yeah. you know. Well, with the quarterback. Well, quarterback, I, I, you know, I think geez. they're in a scenario where they're just gonna, they're gonna. I, I would be stunned if Payton's one and done. I, I would be shocked at that. I, I would too. Uh, but, but boy, they have a bad future in front of them because of that. Well, they that, they that, might that, just that, they that might just contract. be in a scenario where they, you know what, they just they they could be picking high enough in the draft. They have their pick again now. Take one of the quarterbacks and just cut bait with Russ and eat the money like that. It is getting to it's that position. Big. Oh, it's I know. Big. I was, it is, I was watching to, it this morning. It's, what did you it, say? It, it, they'd have to eat some. Um, it's some. like they would have to million. eat million. Yeah, 80, but, 80, 75 million. Yeah, it's a ridiculous number. On that's Wilson. why, in order to overcome those the, the position they're in draft wise with the, the deal they made for him, is other components. That's why sellers. Uh, but oh, the, at, at the trade deadline. One of those yeah. two wide receivers is getting dealt. It's yeah. just a matter of will it be Judy or Sudden. Judy's been dreadful this year, and Sudden it is an enigma to me. I just can't so. figure the guy out. Really talented guy, just doesn't do much. So I, I, for, you, even with all that, even with all that, I do like the Broncos this week. But you know, yeah, and <laughs> I, I, I will tell you too. You know what's gonna gonna play into these games too this week? Yeah, you look and you say, uh, you know, the Raider game, you know, Raider Bear game. Uh, what kind of appeal is there? Uh, you know, the Packers, Broncos, maybe. Remember this: there's six teams on a bye this week. Yep. Yeah. So, so the games that look like yeah, they're, they're going to be so-so handled. They won't be as as there won't be as much handle on some of these games as others. But the fact of the matter is that with six teams on a bye, that's three less games. Yeah. So we're, we got we got where are we going to put our money? <laughs> Players going to play. Right. Players yeah, going to play that. for sure. That's it. Yeah, I knew a guy. You know, engine, engine Joe, dear soul, passed away. <laughs> Joe, how's it going? He, he pulled out his mind. It all plays. <laughs> was, I mean, he was a total degenerate gambler. One of my favorite characters of all time. All right, let's go to Sunday night, guys. The the best game of the day. Miami at Philadelphia, and the Eagles got a great injury report today. Looks like they're all going to play. I, I could see just as we're t talking in the last minute, we just went to three. There you, there you go. go. So that's our so, guys back there. I had nothing to do with it, but every now, they ain't going to three on nothing. I can tell you that. Yeah. They got bet. Slay, Carter, Johnson. Johnson Johnson's all look to be in this week against Miami. And, that team fell apart when Johnson went out last Yeah, they, they couldn't block. Yeah. The best offensive line in the league could not block last week when Johnson yeah. went out of the game. And, and you know, so – I'll ask you this with Miami, Chris. Where where Miami? Ooh, is that three run homer That's down there in Arlington? Three run homer for the Rangers. There you and go. Take All a right. four to two lead in the bottom of the sixth. Well, Dolis Garcia with a three run jack to put the Rangers ahead four two in the bottom of the sixth inning. Looking to go ahead three game winner. That one will be up three games to two with that series shifting back to Houston 
on Sunday. But back to uh, Sunday night real quick here, Chris. So you moved to three. Just happened yeah. on this game. I, at, the t- at the lower numbers this week, I, I really liked Philadelphia. I thought yeah. this is the perfect bounce back. You take a, a loss that you shouldn't have last week in, in the Meadowlands against the Jets. First time ever the Jets have ever beaten Philadelphia in our franchise's history. And you get Miami who, look, this Dolphin offense is great. Tua looks awesome. Those guys on the outside are very difficult to cover. But as you look through Miami's schedule so far that they've played this year, the only good team that they have played was Buffalo. And Buffalo smoked them. So this is a step up again for Miami where the other step up they took this year, they failed pretty badly in that game in Buffalo. I, I think they were ripe for a whooping that week. I though. don't they, disagree with that. That was off, off a 70 point. They game. came off a 70 point uh, effort. And, you know, I mean, it, it, things in this league, things in life are not linear. And things in this <laughs> league are really not linear. Correct. You know, it goes like <laughs> this. And I, I remember watching that game and I was with my wife. Uh, you know, later on, we were talking about, I says, man, when you, when you score, I don't know how many 70s have been put up in the league. Probably Not like many. zero. I said, well, whenever you score like that, I'm telling you right now, the next week they are not the right side. You know, whatever the line may be or whatever, that is just not going to be the right side. Eagles are the healthiest that they've been all year. Yep. Even including week one. And um, I think Hertz realizes, what, you know, the kind of game he played. So I'll give the Jets defense especially full marks. Or last week's yeah. uh, uh, effort, but uh, this uh, this this is certainly a, uh, a what looks like a bounce back game for the Eagles. But again, as I said earlier too, the Dolphins are never out of a game because uh, because they 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 can score, and so I think this is going to be a great g- game uh, for for folks to bet. And it's certainly, I love I love the position on the uh, on the schedule. Think we'll do some prime time. I mean, this will be. One of the highest bet games. First, certainly the highest bet game of the week, yeah. uh, including Monday night's game. I, I think this is the perfect bounce back for Philadelphia. I know I, the three is starting to scare me a little no, bit. No, no. But, but I do have to respect the move that has yeah, gone yeah. from two and a half to three. You have to respect that. A hundred percent. And it's just one of those where, again, where we talked about the Eagles. They were five and oh, they were four and one against the number and something wasn't right. And it all came back in one fell swoop in that week last against the Jets, where Hurts was throwing the ball to the other team. They couldn't block. Their defense played pretty well in that game, but that was more a Zach Wilson thing more than an Eagle defense thing. But this feels – they feel right this week, which probably means Miami going to win the game by 17. But that's a that's a different discussion for a different day. All right, we, we got 90 seconds, guys. Let's, uh, let's, let's just go to it real quick for Monday night. Niners and the Vikings. Chris, you guys have the lone six and a half in the market on this game with a 44. Well, yeah, got bet big. Believe me, I I thought seven was a good opening number. I like that uh, my power range came a little higher, but there there's injury problems for this Niner team, mm-hmm. and we're looking at diminishing returns, anything, you know, touchdown or more. But I thought seven was a good opening number, but they took it off me with both hands. So here I am at six and a half. Six and a half, seven, laying six and a half, taking seven. Uh, McCaffrey, probably the biggest uh, uh, impact to the injuries. But again, it, you, you, it, it's it's it, it's coupled with a cluster of others, including Debo Samuel being clutched. Yeah. Uh, Trent Williams, too. too. Williams, that might be the I biggest mean, so, of all three. So you've got, you have to you know, take all of that into account. I mean, is McCaffrey the single most impactful player outside of a quarterback? Sure, certainly, I would say. Uh, but when you combine it with 
we don't know about Samuel's status, uh, uh, offensive line status too. So it's uh, it's adding up. Minnesota's schedule is is setting up here now, though, to allow them to potentially get back into things. As ridiculous as that may seem, uh, after this week, Green Bay, Atlanta, New Orleans, Denver, Chicago Raiders. That ain't murderer's row coming up for Minnesota. Yes, like I said, seven teams are making it <laughs> yeah. out of the NFC, and I'm not sure there ain't but four good ones. Uh, I think four is the number. Four I think is four, so three of them showing up, that's just the way the rules are. You know what? I'll go four and a half because I think Seattle is pretty good. Okay. I, 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 I think Seattle on select weeks doesn't look particularly yeah, good, okay. but I think Seattle's closer to those four than the rest of the herd. But, hey, look, crazier things have happened in Minnesota – it could be two and five after this weekend, and we look up in six weeks and be like, wait a second, when did they get to six and five? <laughs> <laughs> Despite having a negative point differential yet again. So uh, we'll see how it goes. We'll talk about that more throughout the weekend, a Monday night game, which should be a good mm -hmm. one uh, in Minneapolis. That's all the time we have here today. Again, the Rangers have taken a four to two lead on Houston as they play in the seventh inning. Looking to take a three games to two lead in the ALCS. For Chris Andrews, for Vinny Maliulo, for the crew, and Jerry, Sean, and Ryan doing a great job back there as always. I'm Jeff Parles. We'll see you again tomorrow at 8 in the morning here at Sports by the Book. It'll be myself, Vinny, and Alex White for that one right. here at the South Point Studio.